down. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. So, I got that book in the mail. You got it? I got that book. The Real Man. Have you been getting better? <laughs> I've been working on my real man <laughs> skills. Tommy Buns, this is Tom Segura, ladies and gentlemen, a.k.a. Tommy Buns from Your Mom's House podcast and many other things. But uh, he introduced me to uh, a great man, a man who wrote a book that every man should read. Uh, what is his name again? Julian Ray? You, you nailed it. Julian yes. Ray. Yes. And uh, he wrote a book called uh, The Real Man, which might be the worst book that anybody ever wrote. You know, it's, it's epic on a lot of levels. Do you know what I, what I was thinking about after you left? What? what it, is that, like every dude, it really is his, it's his game for getting laid, was making that book. He's the guy that goes like, ignore these guys that are, they're, they're whistling at you and, and, and saying things about the way I respect you. But, you know what I mean? Like, it's that play to right. get laid, and writing that book is just his play to get pussy is, is what I'm saying. Right. It's his play to separate himself from the pack by exactly. showing his wisdom. Exactly. And showing and, and being like, I'm not a pig. Right. Like, like these other guys. Like everyone else. Yeah. I'm so a different. We're over at, what is that connected to TriCaster? So we're at Tommy's house. You see those yellow tabs? If you don't see this live, <laughs> what he has is this thing, um, this, this book where he has these yellow tabs at virtually everything interesting in the book. So they're overflowing with yellow tabs. And Tommy just goes to them and just laughing as he's going to each tab, just like that. Every time you go to the look at your face, you're so happy. I, <laughs> I started doing that because I saw Oprah do it with books when she had guests. She was like, let me read you a passage from your book. And so I was like, I got to start marking my favorite passages from this book. With post-it notes, that's a very clever way of doing it. There are three separate separate chapters in this book that address just smelling good <laughs> he has a chapter called smell he has a chapter called body odor and a, <laughs> and a chapter called sanitation <laughs> why is it so ridiculous it's crazy Three it's chapters. all basically don't smell bad <laughs> oh that is so funny yeah it's and that so dude gave funny. me that book in person you know yeah he ran up to you in hong kong right yep that's yep. hilarious but we and then we found his dating profile uh online did you did you get that too no what yeah he has a dating profile yes. we don't need to mock this gentleman no, any more than we already it's like, have it's already heavy it's, it feels cruel and i read it in full on my podcast his dating profile so <laughs> he's been mocked plenty <laughs> uh, he's probably like every time he hears about it he's like that one fucking book yep if i just didn't go up to him and gave to him that, that one, one guy fucking book that one asshole yeah so he says he dabbles in stand-up too a little bit i bet he's hilarious mm-hmm he should be on the Ding Dong Show. <laughs> yeah, no, he would crush it there. Yeah, he would crush the Ding Dong Show. There's a lot of weird dudes out there, man. There is. And you know, I, I, I that's the thing is I actually was like, you know, he, I, I really think that every dude's personality to a degree is developed as their play to get laid. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It, it, like everyone takes their, their angle. Some are more genuine than others, but he, re I think he really got into this because he thought this will be the way that I do it you know this is this is my way to get girls by writing a book telling everybody how to be I think so I, I think <laughs> I think it in, in his for in his mind it'll show these other ladies that like I'm I'm so respectful of women 
that you should give me a chance. That's how I see it. It's so respectful that I'm published. Yeah. Is there mis like like misspellings in this book and everything? Because I'm looking at all the review reviews, which are all your fans. I can tell. But yeah. It looks like he spelled breath wrong, or is what's the breath thing? Well, is, is there any at the end? It's B U R E T H. Your breathe should be yeah. delicious oh, and refreshing. Bad breathe. Yeah, I mean, there's there's nine word chapters, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not paragraphs. Yeah. Chapters. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Poor. Well, you know what, man? Maybe he enjoys it. Everybody's got a different frequency. Maybe yeah. to him, he's like, I don't know what the fuck these guys are talking about. I nailed it. Yeah. yeah. I go over that book with a fine-tooth comb. I don't find any flaws. Matter of fact, I think it might be the greatest piece of literature ever created. Yeah. And then, and you know, people started, uh, I think you said it, and then I got a bunch of emails from people being like, we have to make this a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it immediately. Yeah. I bought it. I did Amazon one-clicked it while I was on your show. You know he's been getting emails, like, notifying him of either reviews or sales where he's like, this shit's finally taken off. <laughs> 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 I've been waiting for this to take off, and it just picked up this week. It was like, I've told you that story about Joey Diaz hiding behind the curtains of the comedy store while this woman was on stage. This woman uh, used to, she used to bomb every week. She was an open micer. But she was one of those open micers that was like always there. She was always there. She was there on a Friday night, Saturday night. And like, I think they kicked her out of the store. I don't think she's allowed to go to the store anymore. She was crazy. Anyway, she's on stage and uh, doing her usual jokes. But Joey Diaz had snuck behind the stage and he was back behind the curtain. He drops his pants. And every time she says a punchline, he opens the curtains and people see his belly, his ball bag, his dick, and then he closes the curtains. And it's like, it was the ultimate, like, punchline machine. Hilarious. And she crushed, dude. She crushed. She, yeah. was, she was strutting on stage with confidence. She was like, all of a sudden, people get it. Yeah. They finally get me. <laughs> so great. It's so great that she and then she did she find out right away or no? She never found out. She never. That's she, the best. To this day, I don't say her name when I talk about it because I don't want people to know. Yeah. Maybe I said it once, but most of the time I don't say her name. Yeah. <laughs> and you know though, but when she tells people about Sam, she's like, "Should have been there, man. June seventh, two thousand three. Well, I was there the next time she got on stage, or one of the next times she got on. She got on stage, she's, and she's like, "God, this audience sucks." <laughs> <laughs> you know, she was like, all of a sudden, it was like the audience's fault. That's so funny. There's such a, a funny thing about like some of the, I remember like some open micers, their uh, unwavering like dedication to sticking to, and like I'm saying not like somebody who's developing, like who's horrific, and they're just like, nope, every fucking time. How long have you been doing it? 19 years. And you're like, Jesus Christ. Well, you know what it becomes, man? It becomes like their culture. Like, that's yeah. their hangout. Yeah, they're, that's true. They're, they're, that is like amateur bowling night. Like, should you only bowl if you're going to be a professional bowler? Right. You know, I mean, to someone who's like a serious bowler and they watch some fuckheads like you and I yeah. go to there and gutter do? ball it. and You guys are taking up lanes, man. Rolling in as yeah. hard as you can. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I do, I'm too. I'm fucking terrible at bowling. But I'm going to shot put this shit down there. Think about it, man. I mean, we don't respect that at all out of comedians. Right. Like, if you're a terrible bowler and you go to the bowling alley, dude, the other bowler's like, look at this fucking loser. But... If you're a terrible comedian, a lot of people will look down upon you Definitely. With, with just great judgment. Yeah, <clears throat> disgust. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. What if that happens? I don't... Think that happens with bowlers? I think so. This gutter ball rolling bitch. I think, I think it's probably like, you know, some comedi comedians 
would ignore somebody really bad. They'd just be like, yeah, that's just Well, sometimes you can't. You got to ignore them because then they'll they'll just corner you. True. They'll corner you and they'll ask you what the secret is. You got to tell them where the leprechaun lives. Yeah. (laughs) How often do you get asked where the secret is? I I bet it's quite a bit, right? Not really. No? No. no. The secret? No. No? Like not even like, uh, like emails? Dude, I'm starting out. Yeah, I get, get those occasionally, but my email is not very obvious. And um, the other thing is that even if I do get those, like if I don't know, like I can't tell you anything. So what am I going to do? There's not very few things you could tell someone who's like just starting out or someone who's not doing well or yeah, very few things you could tell them. Well, I I especially used to, not knowing them. I used to say a lot more, and now I got it down to like a sentence. <laughs> I mean, and I'm, I'm and I'm honest with it. I'm just like write a lot, get on stage a lot. Like, what, yeah. else, what else am I going to tell you? Write a lot, get on stage a lot. Not only that, there's some people that even if they write a lot and get on stage a lot for whatever reason, they're never gonna they're never gonna figure it out. No matter what yeah. it is, whether it's being a musician or oh, being right. good at fucking bowling, there's people that I played pool with back when I played pool. I played pool for years. And there's people that never got any better than they were the first time I met them. That is crazy. I mean, and I know it's not. Uh, I'm not saying it about just those people, but that is kind of a fascinating thing mm-hmm. where like you don't. They never you get better. No progression. <laughs> there's a lot of people like that in martial arts. There's really? a lot of people like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people that they, they would hit, they would hit this like really low level of proficiency where they certainly got better than the first day. Right. They weren't. They weren't like they were in the first day, but they only mm. got to like a certain level, and then they just stopped. They stopped figuring. Out. I don't. Know, it's. I don't think it's an athletic talent thing. I think it's like a focus thing or a desire thing. or That's something you realize uh, as you get older is that some people do not have the ability to hone in and, and, and like zone, focus on something really hard. Right. Some people have an unbelievable, like the best athletes have this um, an amazing ability to focus on their goal, on their training, on what they're doing. And then, you know, artists too, like they focus on their music, on their writing. And I, I've noticed that the, I, I, there's just people, friends in life who they can't focus on anything. Like mm-hmm. they can't make their job uh, that, that they might like or not like a, a big part of like their, you know, wanting to get, they want to get, they want to progress, but they don't know how to focus on getting better at it. Mm-hmm. They're like, I wish I was further along, but you're, <laughs> they're, they're just so scrambled yeah. all the time. That's a, a really common thing with comedians, and they pretend that they're not scrambled. Right. They always want to tell you how organized they are now. Yeah. No. Like, yeah, man, I got notes now and everything. Yeah. Look at this it. book. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, yeah. They do the same goddamn material every goddamn week for years on end. I got a guy a fucking guest spot at a club, and I shouldn't have. And, like, you know, I was like, give, like get, get, I was working the club, and I had worked with him before, and this lady was like, oh, shit. Well, she goes, uh, so he's... He's good, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, watch him. And so he does. He does this set on the first show. It's like a Saturday night. Does a guest spot, and he, it doesn't go well. And he's like, fuck, you know, what I'm gonna do is on the second because there's a second show. He's like, I'll do a whole other set. And I'm just like, all right. And I go, well, just watch him on the second show. He's gonna do a completely different set because he, you know, and he was like, I'll, that was this material. I'll do all this other material. I go, okay. And he just went up there and did the exact same set as the first show. And I was like, you, you, like, you spent 10 minutes explaining to me how you were going to do all different material. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened. <laughs> he panicked. That's what happened. Yeah, he panicked. Yeah. He panicked. He didn't, didn't feel comfortable enough to, to do it. Well, sometimes when you're doing stand-up, especially when you're new, there's this mindset where you're so worried about the response 
that you're almost anticipating it while you're telling the joke, which distracts from your focus of the joke, which That's makes true. the joke bad. And you you get super nervous, and then you go into this weird shell, and that's when guys start busting out like really familiar material just to try to get back on track or to get on track. That's true. Yeah. So that's probably what he did. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. And then he couldn't. I think he probably he probably started with one joke from the first mm -hmm. set, and then when that didn't like make him feel comfortable, he goes, "I'll just keep doing the first set." He never felt comfortable enough to switch it up. Well, you know what? Guess that's the problem with those things are too. A lot of them are by dudes who don't work that much. So yeah. when they go up, it's a big deal. So then, yeah. And they fucking panic because it's a sold-out room, yeah. like on a Friday night or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Like, I stopped giving those out a long time ago. Guess that's... Just too many disasters. Yeah. I saw some goddamn disastrous <laughs> guest sets. <laughs> yeah. Friends. You know, you yeah. let them up like, yeah, I'm starting to do stand-up again. Really? Well, How long have you been doing it? Well, I went up last week, went well. Yeah, like, uh, All right, go ahead. I hate, I, I'll tell you this, <laughs> this is something that totally changed, and it's because of like, like just practice at anything changes how you do something, you know, mm -hmm. how you do anything, and you know, when I first started out, all my sets were seven minutes, and then 10 minutes, and 15 minutes, and, you know, and so on, and there was a point where like, I could do like just crazy, good, solid 10-minute sets, and then now for the last couple of years, the majority of the time I'm on stage, it's like an hour. Like, that's what I, you know, you go up there, you do an hour. Now, when I do a 10-minute set, I'm like, like, what the fuck am I going to do in 10 minutes? <laughs> you panic. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. Like, I, I really, like, start to, like, figure, like, what do I, what should I, and then you're like, what should I take out of the hour to do here? Or how do I introduce a new 10 minutes? It's a whole different thing for me now. That's why it's really hard for people to do TV shows, like Letterman or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're doing five minutes? I've done it twice. I've done, uh, not Letterman, but I've done Conan and I've done The Late Late Show. God. And uh, absolutely, it's like, and then, and, and both of them, there's a guy behind the camera who's circling his, like, will you wrap this shit up? You're at five minutes and eight seconds. Like, that's long, you oh, know? God. So he's like this, and you're just like, ignore, 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 ignore. Yeah, ignore. you gotta ignore that yeah. guy. That guy's yeah. distracting as fuck. Yeah, he's just trying to get that, you know do his job but yeah that's there's hard a to do. lot of those just trying to do my job people that are annoying when ari was filming his special there's some fucking dude that was working the camera he was talking like this like in the back of the comedy store which is about as he's shooting 10 foot deep you know yeah. how, how big is the fucking comedy yeah, store sure. it's a small place yeah and this guy the cameras are moving back and forth they decided to have cameras on dollies like they way overproduced it sure they need to just set some cameras up in the corners yeah set them up get a static shot you don't have to keep moving around the room mm -hmm. like just stop but they did it anyway right so they did it and this guy was like directing things so he's in the back yeah, Lenny, zoom in left, zoom in left. Oh, I mean, no. and I'm not kidding. This like people were like, "What the fuck?" Like we we had to turn around, and I, I had to talk to people. I go, "What is this? Why is this guy so loud?" And they're like, "He's been doing it." We tried to tell him to talk. The like the people that worked the door, we tried to tell him to tone it down, but he didn't want to tone it down because he's got to talk to these people that have the cameras. Yeah, like, they have to hear him clearly over the laughter. So he's talking like this. It's that's, so distracting. And that's a guy too. You, you can I can already tell that like. The, you know, the more people that would tell him to quiet down, he's like, you want to do my job? Yeah. You want to do this? I don't know if he was like that at all. I didn't, I didn't talk to him. But You tell Lenny where to zoom sense. in then. They don't need to move on dollies and shit. Like, everybody wants to over-fucking-produce these things. Specials, put a camera in yeah. the center, bang. Put a camera on the side, bang. Yeah. Put a camera on the side, bang. Don't usually use the cameras on the side unless there's something yeah. weird going on. Sure. 
focus on that camera. All center. you need for We're a good. special is like a wide, a medium, yeah. and a tight shot. That's yeah. really all you need. They want to add all kinds of crafty shit to it. Yeah. Like they didn't even let the comedy store be the comedy store. When I got there, there was all these crazy lights on the side of the stage, and it was just, it was weird. They like changed the lighting. It's like you, you guys doctored it up. This is not the why. Yeah. Not, if you're gonna be at the comedy store, don't you think you should look like the comedy store? I think maybe that was, that was the point of being there. Yeah. yeah. Why did? Why is the comedy store have all these fucking landing lights next to it? Yeah. Why is the room red? I do like this. Um, the trend. I, I think it's you know it's become a trend now to uh, to go back to clubs for specials. Yeah. I like it a lot. I love doing mine in a club. This is my favorite special. To That's do. the best club, dude. That you, club you is amazing. The best club. There's like four of the best clubs. Yeah, that's but that's true. one of them. That's one of them. Helium in Portland's one of the best clubs. Helium in Philly. That's one of the best clubs. I agree. Agree. Was, Acme in Minneapolis. I never did that. You never did Acme? No. It's I went there once. Ridiculous. I went there once when Arge Arge Barker was performing. Really? Yeah. You'll lose your mind. It's it looked amazing. It's just like those clubs. Just like Comedy Works downtown. Uh, Go Bananas, Cincinnati's mm -hmm. a That's a good one. one. Yeah. What else? What other good ones are there? Um, let me think. Oh, Dangerfields in New York City. You ever do that? Never did that. Ooh, that's a good one. It's dark. That's an evil club. There's some fucking satanic shit going on that Really? Place. Yeah, you know, I mean, it might just be, literally, it might just be like when something, like, stays around too long. Yeah, sure. You know, it just, it just yeah. soaks up weird vibes. Like, the comedy store definitely has weird vibes in it. There's yeah. a weird vibe to that place. And Dangerfields has a weird vibe, too. Although Dangerfields, for the longest time, didn't have, like, the best comedians. It had, like, I don't know how it is now, but when I was there, it was like there were some real good ones. There was the occasional good one, but there was a lot of, like, really bad comics that literally didn't work anywhere else. That's in the city? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's on the east side somewhere. I don't remember where it is. But I did I did that place a lot, and that's another one. They, like, they filmed uh, the uh, Rodney Dangerfields comedy special there. His HBO comedy special with Dangerfield at Dangerfield. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, they filmed it with Kinnison and uh, I think Dice. I think Dice and Kinnison were on the same. That's one, where right? they shot that. I yep. didn't know that. I've seen that one. <clears throat> yeah. Was it was Dice and Kinnison? No. No. Dice was with Bill Hicks, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure Dice was with Bill Hicks. Kinnison was on a different one. But either way, they filmed the Kinnison one there at Dangerfields, and it's just perfect. Yeah. It's just a small stage and a small room, and everybody's shoved in there tight, and it's all dark. There's mysterious hand jobs going on throughout the room. It's, just like, <laughs> it's a dark place. You know, a lot it's just of mysterious weird. ones. Yeah. yeah. It's a weird place, man. There's, a, there's that. There's a, there's a few. There's a few, like, let me think of some other ones that are really good. Comedy Magic Club pretty goddamn good it's a great it's a great club it's and the ice house is the best room of all time ice house is stupid good it's number man. one that's number one that more, fucking main room and people like uh more, even more people in la comics i'm saying you know everyone complains about how far like it's not that you should be going there all the time they're it's weak. amazing it's 20 minutes away you yeah. weak bitch yeah <laughs> it's Just 20 minutes away there, man. it's the best it's the best setup in the country and the staff they're the nicest people on earth it's the coolest yeah they're yeah. so nice everyone is just all hugs and laughs and they're all sexually harassing each other it's hilarious yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're hilarious How the a girls staff are, should be the yeah. girls are mocking the dude's penises yeah. like openly i came out of the, to the green room and they were like mocking each other I was yeah like, this is hilarious but they're laughing and when people like work at comedy clubs too a lot of times they have like the whole like PR thing or uh, HR human resources never yeah. really comes into play no. Everyone's you used to hearing about people gagging on cocks, you know like over and over again. How could Three you show? Yeah, <laughs> yeah You know somebody works here on the weekend. It was fucking you were watching like five shows. fisting jokes and everything <laughs> Yeah, yeah. what are you gonna complain and so everybody's always they're they're more like uh, What's the word you would use? Uh, 
loose with their dialogue. I can imagine the a staff person like at a club like that, and then they go over to Applebee's, and people are probably like, "Yo, <laughs> what is up with you and all your cum jokes?" They're <laughs> like, <laughs> trying to serve the fucking Jack Daniel's steak and shrimp. Fucking tone yeah. it down. Some of my favorite people. Yeah, they're great. Work at comedy clubs. Yeah, they're great, man. It's a special breed. That's another thing that we need to realize as comedians. It's like a very important thing that I try to tell as many young guys as possible. Everybody always wants to think that there's some sort of an adversarial relationship between you and the comedy club, especially in the beginning. Guys like, oh, they're not paying me enough money, or they don't give me good weekends, yeah. or this and that and that and this. There's, there's always going to be person-to-person conflicts, but yeah. here's what's important. If comedy clubs weren't around, we'd be fucked. Exactly. So we need people to run comedy clubs. Yeah. And guess who's not going to run comedy clubs? Yeah. Yeah. Us. Right. Okay? We need those fucking we need people. Those, yeah. They're very important, and they're yeah. not us. They're different. So imagine being a non-comedian working with a bunch of fucking nutty comedians all the time with all their crazy problems and their addictions and their excuses and, and the showing up late divas or and doing shit, yeah. heroin on stage, you yeah. know, all, whatever the fuck they do. Where my shoes at? Yeah, yeah. craziness. You, 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 we've all seen people's riders, you know, where they have a, have a fresh pair of shoes backstage for them. I've seen riders where dudes yeah. had a fresh pair of sneakers. Can you imagine if you had to deal with this shit? No, I gotta I give this guy fucking sneakers? He's gonna have his size 11 Jordans in the box right there waiting before he goes on stage. He slips them on right before he goes up. That's his ritual. Green M&Ms, you fuck. Only green. Asians, you know? They're always doing something. It's always something. the Asians, yep. right? Yeah. I, I was, I was going to say Pakistani. I, I guess that's Asia. <laughs> that is Asia. That's true. I did a, a, a club where they had um, they had a PlayStation. And when I, got, I was like, that's the shit. Thanks, dude. And they're like, we got it for fucking asshole who made us buy one so, oh, he, would, so he would do his shows. So oh enjoy. Let it go out and buy a fucking PlayStation. Yeah, see, man, if you were a regular person just trying to run a little business, maybe yeah. it'll be a fun business. I'm in the restaurant bar business. Maybe I'd like to run a comedy club. Yeah, it'd be fun, right? And then yeah. Joey Diaz is calling you from Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, dog, you got to wire this money. You got to wire this money. We got no show, cocksucker. <laughs> like, Joey in his crazy days. Oh, man. You know, I mean, anybody. I mean, think of the, the comedy nightmare stories that we've heard about comedians doing stupid shit to a club or to a club owner dude i remember yeah i know like i did i remember i did a club years ago i get to the condo i'm like how's the condo looking and they're like well the uh the guy that just left he shaved his pubes in the in the sink and i'm, <laughs> I'm like dude i wish you would not have told me that and then you know so and so left a piece of salmon under the bed, so the whole place would smell like fish. Oh, fucker! Brendan Walsh. People do shit like that, yeah. man. And here's the other thing they do: when people get out of the clubs, there's a thing that they do when they like go to theaters. They almost like despise clubs. Then I would never yeah. go back and work the club. I work the theater. Yeah. Like they have this like weird image thing. Yeah. What's that? Why would you be ashamed of clubs? That's all ego. That's, That's so that's stupid. All ego. Yeah. And the whole thing is like for ninety percent, maybe more. If you do make the leap from clubs to theaters, you're still going to go back to club. Like your draw, almost yeah. everyone's draw dips again. Well, Louis C.K. has one coming out that he did at the Comedy Store, and that's one of the things that he talked about. He's mm -hmm. like, you know, because he does arenas now. I mean, he does like Madison Square Garden, huge, it's like fourteen thousand people, yeah. right? So he does that. He does theaters, yeah, anywhere between like a thousand and you know whatever, yeah. And then he also does the clubs, which is everything we would consider like. I think a club's like 
below five, everything below five hundred. Yeah, like even like that place in Phoenix, that's kind of like a comedy club slash theater. Yeah, which is a Come great on. room by it's the great way. That's room. my favorite. I think that's my favorite big room. Big room in the, the country. I like that one a lot. It's pretty goddamn good. Yeah. San Jose. I, that's not a, can't even be considered a comedy club, can it? Like it's that, a reform. It's a it's a theater. It's an old yeah. theater. It doesn't have <clears throat> quite. It's over four. But so you know you could technically be like as a club, but it doesn't have the layout of a club. Right. It looks like actually like a beautiful, beautiful. historic theater, theater. Yeah, yeah, that place is amazing. That's a beautiful. Theater. I just did West Palm. I did it one night there last week, and it's giant, oh, yeah. giant, seven hundred people. They have giant. TVs halfway through, so yeah. like halfway through, if you're too far away, you just look at a TV like a UFC. <laughs> and I did Irvine last month. I did a night. That's there. That's a giant one. Giant. I'm doing that in June. I'm doing a weekend there in June. Oh. That place is enormous, man. But that is probably the best run comedy club. Like they, oh, that, yeah. that's got Dan home base. Yeah, they know their. The shit. The improvs man. know their shit. They you know. know what else too? There's like a lot of comedy fans out there because yeah. they've cultivated that over years and years. Yeah. And it's hard for them to get into town. Yeah. Getting into town sucks a fat dick if you live in Irvine. Yeah, Ir Irvine's fucking far. Yeah. Like that might as well be San Diego. It yeah. might as well be. The difference between getting to Irvine and San Diego is just leaving the house a little earlier. And, sure. You know, far, yeah. if you if you leave the house at three and try to get to Irvine, it's like leaving the house at two and trying to get to San Diego. You it get is there at the same time. Yeah. I mean, you really will. It's hours. Oh, my it's, God. Yeah. It's yeah. death. Yeah. yeah. If you but if you miss that traffic, it's crazy. Yeah. If you miss it. You just like I'm here an hour and a half early. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? It's crazy. You can't miss it. But I don't know what that time is. There's like an 11 o'clock to one o'clock window of opportunity. When I was emceeing, I would uh, and I had an Irvine weekend. I would leave at like fucking one in the afternoon, <laughs> and I just down hang there early. out. Yeah, just hang out. Hey, why not, man? Yeah. Do some work, you know. Get your notebook out. Go yep. over some jokes. Yeah. Better than freaking out in traffic at uh, five forty-five, stop dead, going, "How long is this gonna last? What if this is another hour? It's fucking seven o'clock show." I only missed my set one time in Did like you? in my whole entire career, and it was emceeing Ontario years ago when it rained. So it wow. rained, so you know everything gets backed up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like traffic gets yeah. worse. And I left L.A., Hollywood at like, it was like a 8 o'clock show, and I left at like 6 to go to Ontario. Oh, I got, when I, when I ran it. in, the feature was like, all right, thanks, everybody. I was like, shit. Missed wow. my set completely. Whoa. Just, you know, yeah, I, I mean, this town teaches you to leave way earlier than well, you What should. is it going to be like in 10 years? When there's even more people? Yeah, they're going to. They're going to keep going. Yeah. Unless there's some sort of a natural disaster, LA is going to continue to grow. Unless mm -hmm. there's a one of them, the rock earthquakes, like this movie he's got coming out. Oh, yeah, San Andreas, right? It'll it? take some shit like that. Yeah. And then everybody's just going to overrun Colorado. Then everybody's just going to move to Colorado. People have, like, um, you know, these. they propose that, like, nothing would be better for for Earth just, than like a, a significant wipeout of a certain part, percentage of the population, right? Like for everything. I mean, That's I, very short-sighted on Earth's point. Yeah. Because I would say, Earth, listen, we're the only ones out of all the shit that you got growing, the only ones that might be able to figure out how to divert a fucking asteroid. So, watch your mouth, bitch. Yeah, okay? talk shit. Because you, 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 want, you, want you want us out there fucking and making computers. Yeah. yeah, we throw some shit in the ocean. We'll figure that out in a couple of generations. <laughs> but what, we, what we're doing is we're... Paying attention to the fact there's rocks above you. Yeah. Yeah. Bitch. Bitch. Earth. You Worried. fucking whining bitch. Human beings. Worried about a natural disaster would be the best thing to happen to Earth. Yeah. How, how, how much of a natural disaster? Fuck, Ed. Because you got hit by, you forgot about this, you got hit by a planet once. Yeah. Is the Earth got hit by a goddamn planet at one point in time. How long ago? Before your time.
like 100 years ago? <laughs> it's like 1890? 72. Oh. Before slavery was abolished. Oh. Okay. Uh, God was trying to wipe out slavery with the earth, with another, with another planet. With another planet came? I think, um, I think it was like a billion years into uh, Earth's d- d- life cycle. Yeah. That was a while back. <laughs> Imagine, though, if you saw a planet in the sky and was slowly coming towards us, and astronomers like, uh, we've got a rogue planet. There's a rogue planet headed our way. Yeah. And we have two years to do with this. Oh, by the way, we lied about going to the moon. We've never actually really landed <laughs> anywhere other than Earth. <laughs> Sorry. And then as the planet gets closer, people are like, where's it going to hit? And um, like, they keep like like changing like where they think it's going to hit. And then it lands. And then they're like, it's going to be uh, North Korea. Everyone's like, all right, cool. It's going to hit like, so hard that even if you do leave now in a spaceship, the aftershocks oh. of the impact will blow your spaceship apart in space. So it's pointless to leave just every day. Ah, murder, chaos, chaos yeah. machetes, Billion, gunfire, billionaires fucking. Billionaires would all still be gone, though. Dance right? parties. They right. would still be in their rockets. Like, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyways. Do you think they would try? I think so, yeah. Oh, I think we could reinforce the outside and beat oh, yeah. the shockwaves. I've done my own calculations, Roger. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe one guy just... Thinks it'd be cute to get that guy up in space. Paul Allen would be up there. You think so? Yeah, watching from above. You guys are fucked. I can see it coming. You don't want to be that guy, though, man. You don't want to be alone in space with a billion dollars. No, that sounds so (laughs) fucking... That's so depressing to think about. I would way rather die. Yeah. Way rather. With the rest of us? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to live in space in some tiny community that... You know, I was trying to suck water out of rocks on Mars. No, no, that sounds it's, horrible. It's so stupid. Like, this, you know how long people have worked to, to turn Earth into what you can enjoy right now? Yeah. Like, this has been a long process to get to 2015. And you're just going to... You're just going to bypass all that and shoot yourself off into space like an asshole? Somebody would. You know they would. <laughs> Somebody would. You would have to be, we would have to be like thousands of years more advanced than we are now to yeah. the point where we could like change the atmosphere of a planet. Like we could land on Mars and, and do something. Like what is that? There's a term, a scientific term for when they reintroduce oxygen to an atmosphere of a planet. Mm. I forget what it is, but they've, they, they've developed machines that they uh, could theoretically. Oh, photogenesis. No, that's... No, I know. <laughs> I'm just an asshole. I think it's just when you, you're good looking. <laughs> but whatever that, uh, that, that term is, um, they eventually want to do that to, like, Mars. They eventually want to yeah. fly there, set up these gigantic gas-making machines, and, you know, somehow or another make oxygen. It is cool. Like, you know that, you know, we can't even wrap our heads around how amazing it'll be. Like, uh, the how you know in thousands of years like we, we can't wrap our heads around what life is going to be but we we do have the benefit of looking back and seeing like how much better our lives are than every generation before i'm talking about just quality of life oh yeah like how hard life used to be too it's just it's so you know and you look at lifespans you know people living to their 30s was an average lifespan a long time you know what i mean like you got married and you had your kid at 13 and that was standard. And, mm-hmm. and then everybody got a, a cold and they're like, well, he's dead. Like, he died of his cold. You know? like, <laughs> that's what happens. You get cold and you, get, you die. It, and, it was horrific. And not only that, like what we're talking about was 100 years ago. Yeah. That's yeah. what's really bananas. Dude, you know what I always think about? Air conditioning. 
<laughs> like how fucking normal that is to us. Yeah. How you're like, it's a hundred out, and you walk in, you're like, everything's fine now. Like, <laughs> like it's it feels it's comfortable. not just fine. You watch TV in your yeah. underwear, picking your balls. And you're like, meanwhile, you can not bad cook at all. food on your driveway. Yeah, you literally cook food in your driveway. And then, of course, you, the reality there's some people who don't have that. Obviously, still, who are like, you're like, Jesus. Imagine right now if I didn't have that. Like how in in the the worst hot day, how horrific the quality of life becomes like phoenix like phoenix in the summer it's brutal vegas phoenix vegas in the summer is insane it's insane yeah it's hard to imagine that anybody can endure those temperatures i remember doing gigs in vegas july august where like you're at you're at one casino you know whatever the bellagio and you're like i'm gonna walk to the next one just the next one which you if you're you're Forget how the size, the magnet, you know, of just the buildings. Yeah. And that, that next one is, I don't know, a quarter mile or something, maybe a little more than that. That's how far the next, that's not far to go. But when it's 124 outside and you're just, you're walking down and you get there, you're like, I'm going to check into this hotel. Like, I'm not even going to go back to my old hotel because it is fucking brutal outside. It's insane. Yeah. It's like a hairdryer blowing in your face all day. And there's homeless people there. Like, they live in that. Do you think you adapt? I think you do adapt to a certain degree because human beings were just so resilient and you just, you do adapt to things. But I think there's also people you're like, you know, that they die. And well, I know that Eskimos, or you're supposed to call them Inuits, they, their hands have adapted to deal with the cold. Like, they don't get right. numb hands like we would if we went up there. Really? Like their circulation's different, their skin's different. And I also know that, like, my friend Steve Ranella was just in Bolivia and uh, he has a podcast, the Meat Eater podcast, where he's talking about this trip to Bolivia. It was pretty fascinating. One of the things that we're talking about is how it was really hot down there and really everything, everybody was sweaty, except the natives. The native Chumani, who, or I think that's how you say their name, they didn't sweat. Like to them, it wasn't. It wasn't that hot. That's unbelievable. Like they were used to it. Like everybody else is drenched with sweat. And these guys are like barely drinking water. They drink a little sip of water every now and then. But you look at them, they're not, they're not glistening with sweat like everybody else. It's amazing how quick the adapt and the change happens, too. I remember like for the first 13, 14 years of my life, I lived in cities that had cold winters. Cincinnati, mm. Milwaukee, Minneapolis. Mm. And we moved from Milwaukee to Florida in November and in November sometimes in Florida it'll get all the way down to the 50s like in South Florida right so I go to school the first few days and kids have sweatshirts and jackets on and I'm in a t-shirt and shorts we just <laughs> moved from Milwaukee where it's like three that day right so people looked at me and they're like are you out of your fucking mind like what are you doing why, why are you doing this and I'm like this is the best day I've had in months like this is this is really warm and then you know, but the thing is, the next year, the next year, you, you change. Yeah. You adapt to the new temperature, and then I was cold in 50. Then Start I'm wearing jackets. Yeah, it changes. It changes really fast. I walked into a Starbucks the other day, and these ladies were complaining about the rain. It's been raining so much lately. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you fucking crows. Yes. You, <laughs> you dumb crows. We're in a horrible <laughs> drought. <laughs> They just make yeah. a noise. Water, water, the life-giving water it's coming mighty. from the sky. Yeah. Oh, what is it going to do? Water the crops? Yeah. Feed the animals? Yeah, we don't need it. You're right. It was hilarious. 
Let's shut it down. Just people will find something to complain about. But it's just, True. it's adorable when you see it. Because it it's like, this is, ah, this is so cliche. Like, people are complaining at a good thing I know. that's been happening quite often. Like, eh, I wish I wasn't making so much money. God, he's <laughs> making all this money. I got all these accounts. Eh, what's with all this sex? All this feeling good and getting my dick sick. <laughs> That's a real great complaint to have. People are weird, man. They're weird. They'll yeah. complain about everything. I think people just look to complain about shit, so a lot of times they don't have to look inward. There's a lot of complaining going on. It's just like that's externally, it. you, you know, venting your internal frustrations. That's most. I think that's most of the time. Sometimes I catch myself doing it. I'll but sometimes like, it's funny. It's sometimes it's funny. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. Like sometimes, like when Diaz complains about shit. Diaz complains. He'll complain about dressing, the different flavors of dressing, yeah. and just start laughing. He he's he's mocked me for like everything I've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> it's always something. What do you you got your fucking fanny pack over there, Captain? Like he'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll always be something, you know. I remember when Eddie Bravo had this fucking wrist bracelet on. It was like one of those leather bracelets, you know, those rock and roll type with the snap. Yeah. And uh, Joey walks over. What are you waiting for a fucking falcon to land on your arm? <laughs> 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 a falcon he gave me shit just for talking to people one time because we were traveling together and like it was like the third person that had come up and been like hey are you guys doing shows like they and he pulled me he goes will you stop fucking talking to people go, what? what did i do he's like i'm trying to get in the fucking car get to the hotel i want to take a nap play with my balls stop fucking talking to people i'm like all right all right sorry but he was so fired up that i was like hey man I'm like that i responded to somebody who that's wanted to hilarious. talk that's he, hilarious he gets in those moods if he doesn't eat it's ridiculous like especially right when we land at the airport him and like he has to get to his hotel as soon as possible like joe would just be punching in like an, an address in the gps he's like just drive you know, it's just... Yeah, he gets mad at you. <laughs> he got mad at me for what I ate too, like um, cause, <laughs> because I didn't eat enough. Like I, I just happened to like that time we landed. Trying to be healthy. Yeah, I ate a salad. He was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Eating a salad? A fucking salad, yeah. Make me He had like four plates of wings. Half a dressing. You got a half a dressing. <laughs> you fucking half a momo. Yeah, he's a fantastic. Yeah, he's quite a character, man. Getting mad at you for what you eat. Yeah, so funny. <sighs> Getting mad at you for what you wear. <laughs> you wear. But that's different. It's like humorous. Yeah, that's humorous. No. Just whining is just. Yeah, sometimes, I mean, sometimes I complain and I'm like, and you realize it's funny. Mm -hmm. But sometimes in the middle of complaining, I'll just be like, oh, I'm just complaining. I'm complaining as a distraction. Yeah. I don't want to focus on something to do with me. It's just, so, it's, it's weary. It's yeah. wearisome. It's it's tiresome when someone does it. It's like, oh god. If someone's really negative and not in that funny way, mm -hmm. but in like just a genuine like everything sucks. Mm. Every you know everyone's out to get me. Think that that shit you can't be around. It's Dude. not healthy to be around. It's there's a lot of people like that. They get stuck yeah. in that rut. I had an ex girlfriend like that. Oh my god, it was brutal, man. It, it does. It's like a disease. She would complain about everything. Yeah. I mean, I mean everything from food to the restaurant to the people sitting next to the table yeah to this to that to that to this it's just like it's yeah, constant I can't be around it deluge yeah. of just negativity whereas you could be around the same person in the same situation and they just notice all the cool shit about things and you know have a, a different balanced perspective give a little energy to the conversation yeah be be someone that's you know sensitive to how other people are perceiving you and what kind of vibe you're giving off 
Have you ever been around the extreme opposite, though, where it's like a, usually a girl that's just super positive and that can never see any negativity? That shit's almost as annoying. <laughs> <Super> <laughs> well, delusional is, yeah. Yeah. delusional is not good, right? Right. Yeah, delusional is not good. There's delusional. There's a lot. Not as, I'm just saying it's about girls, about people. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's almost like uh, positive perspective's nice, but yeah, n not seeing the negative. Like, well, you know, I think what he's doing now is just trying to uh, establish himself. Like, no, he's a crook. No, he's stealing people's cars. Like, no, he's a con man. Well, it's not as easy for him, probably, as it was for you. So maybe we should give him the benefit of the doubt. That's uh, also a certain level of just being naive, like really naive yeah, people. Yeah, naive is a better word. Yeah, clueless, naive, delusional. Yeah. The girl Del I know, that, the girl I know that does that carries around crystals in her purse. Oh, so it's shit. like one of those things. <laughs> do you, when you smell patchouli on a girl, do you immediately go, "Oh Christ"? Uh, if I, I smell a human being, period. I'm just like, dude. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's not hang out. It doesn't smell that bad. I don't if like it was it. exotic, if it was exotic, it wouldn't smell that bad. The real problem with patchouli is the people who wear patchouli. That's the real problem. <laughs> That's true. Because, you know, true. like, there's smells that certain. you'll associate with certain things. Yeah. Like, there was a smell of citrus, and they, they, they got these mice. And what they did was they zapped these mice's feet. Mm -hmm. um, and every time they zapped their feet, they would spray this citrus smell in the air. And so these mice would associate the citrus smell with uh, getting zapped. So I think when you smell patchouli... That shit just, you just think, annoying hippie, here yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Here we it's go. It's the first thought. Here we go, annoying lazy person. Yeah, yeah. You're just here we like, go. You smell and you're like, you're a bad person, I don't like you. It's all share. Well, you know, we basically like share crops. And How about that? I'll give um, you my poetry and you can give me some food. It's also a gross smell. Let's be honest. It smells disgusting. I don't really disgusting. like it, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I couldn't even picture it right now. It, it smells like black licorice mixed with dirty feet. If it was a really pretty girl, it probably wouldn't bother you. If you're like really into her, she put that patchouli know. on. It's not true. I think you'd be like, mm -hmm. maybe you're just picky. That, picky that smell is nasty. That's like worse than bo. Do you like that? Oh uh, no, it's not. That's that's illogical. Yeah, bo is disgusting, especially bo on a woman. Oh Christ! The, the problem I have with when I'm fucking guys, I don't mind a little bo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but girls, that's where it is. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's such a violent smell, though. Like any bo? No, no, no. Patchouli. It, it's you such a violent smell. My smell. bo. My bo is way more violent than patchouli. It's like old lady and roses Dude. perfume. You know, like they walk by and you're almost like, I got a headache now from that smell. Well, that's strong patchouli. I like a mild patchouli. There's, <laughs> there's bo that's that's. I mean, you know, everyone you never, knows their own. But like, you ever get like in a cab and you're like, Jesus <laughs> Christ! Yes. Like, yes. Whoa, man! I remember I worked in a real estate office in Boston. Like right after college, and there were these guys. Cause every Boston has like just nothing but apartments and nothing but rent all day. Just I thought you were traffic, but bo. <laughs> it does. It has nothing. It's too. That's everyone has bo. There were these Something three about guys. The beans. These guys would come in, and when they came in, everyone was like, "Whoa!" As they walked mm -hmm. in the door, like, "What the fuck?" Oh, and these three guys, as soon as they left. We would take the like the Febreze, like Febreze <laughs> to let the everybody know that you knew. But then what happened was they would be, you know, they needed to check out apartments. So whoever lost the bet in the office at the time would have to take them in their car because you know they were going to be in your car. You have to get it detailed. Oh my so god! So people would be like, "No fucking way! No!" Like you would, you would try, you do whatever you would, you could to not get these dudes or any guys like them. In your car, it's always that's almost always dudes smell like that fucking that strong. I had a kid in school, uh, 
and when when I lived in Florida, it was like the first stinky kid that I remember. Mm-hmm. He turned out to be a real nice kid. It was he's a sad case. He had been burned in a fire when he was young. Jesus. Yeah, not totally, but one of his ears was pretty fucked up, and he was like really insecure about it. And uh, we actually got in some sort of a physical altercation, and I don't remember what the thing was, but I remember we had to go to the uh, teacher's office, and um, I remember it wasn't like super violent. We didn't like beat each other up, like maybe we, like pull each other's clothes or something like that, because mm-hmm. we were like eleven. And um, when we went to the teacher's office or the, the you know the principal's office, we had to sit down and talk about it. The, the principal asked us both what had happened, and neither one of us was really mad. And But when we decided, like, can you guys shake hands and be friends? He was, like, so eager to shake hands and be friends. I realized, like, oh, this poor fucking guy, man. He smells bad, and he's got a burnt ear. Yeah. And he probably just didn't have any friends. Like, the reason why he was douchey was probably just he wanted some sort of attention. Sure. Or, like, I remember thinking that at the at time. That age. Like the, his overwhelming, like I, I told it, I didn't think he was going to sucker punch me. I didn't think I was going to say, yeah, let's be friends. And then, you know, yeah. until we get outside, bitch. Yeah. It wasn't any of that. Right. It was like, he really wanted to be friends. Yeah. And so I remember we shook hands. We like gave like a sh- shake hands, hug thing. Yeah. And we were cool with each other from then on out. But that poor bastard stunk. Yeah. I don't know if his parents didn't take care of him or if he was scared to bathe or, if, you know, maybe. It's bathing. amazing the way smells uh, stick in your memory Oof. forever. This they guy. do. Like you remember yeah. like how good something smelled somewhere or something, you know, you, yeah. you smell it again, you're like, oh, that takes me back to exactly this point. Yeah. You remember it, and then a, a, a smelly motherfucker. Like, I can smell those dudes in Boston right now. <laughs> I want to get out of here. I want to leave. Or cats or pets. You, you stop smelling cats oh, in, yeah. like, litter boxes. I, I just put down my cat that I talked about last time I was on the show, and for my first time in 17 years, I get to have a house that has no litter box. Oh, right. And I don't even know what that's like. Well, you're lazy, too. I don't think you clean your litter box every day. That no, no, I didn't do it every day. Disaster. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, once a week, just throw it away. Oh, no! Buy a new litter box. Oh, my God. See, that's the problem. You have to do that every day, otherwise you're breathing shit fumes. Did you hire a maid, Piss finally? fumes. I, I've had a maid. Uh, right now, I don't have a maid. you got to get a maid. Why don't you get one of those topless maids that they have from those? I did that. I tried that. I told you that. You did try that? Yeah. How'd it go? It's not good. It's really. <laughs> Bad. It was like an older woman and his her daughter, I think. And what? They, you, you, you can't, can't choose who you get to not, do the topless. Why? Well, I, I don't know. There's like a few different companies, but the one I did, I just there's a van parked down my street, so I just called it. And, and are you just gawking? Are you like? Why don't you? Do you're the guy who like you rub maps, massage pose. Right. Why wouldn't you like do, at least do a fine Yelp review? It, it said 99 bucks. So I wasn't really thinking into it, and like I didn't think like, oh wait, I have to watch them clean because I when when a maid's in, I'm like one of the guys that hides because I'm so right. ashamed. I'm Right, but then like uh, you just kind of stand there in the kitchen, going, "Yep, if she's topless, what, this is stupid. Why am I doing this?" But is she, <laughs> is she really cleaning, or yeah, is she doing a bad job? No, they're 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 just doing they're just regular maids that are paying, getting an extra twenty bucks to take their top off. I think because these are these are people that are like they seem like they were related, and they seem like just normal maids. It was very very <laughs> uncomfortable. I kind of like it. <laughs> I felt very bad. <laughs> Why? Because it was like sad. This was an older woman, like how oh, old? Fifty, and maybe his, her daughter. That was maybe. Are you sure it was her daughter? <laughs> it oh, seemed like boy. a mom and daughter. Thing. Really? It was Ooh. really fucked up. That's I didn't rough. Like it. Well, wow. you know, you got to think if you know someone that's really fucked up and they have a kid, that kid's gonna grow up with a fucked up parent. Like if yeah. someone's like really crazy, or you know, if someone is a topless maid for a living. They don't think there's anything wrong with it. And then, you know, your daughter hits 18. She's like, Mom, I want to join the topless maid business. 
You're like, hey, it's good enough for me. Why isn't it, it good enough for you? Yeah. The mom was a little over. True. Very the, true. The mom was a little overweight, but she had humongous Mexican tits. And when she took her bra <laughs> off, it had like the, the the most horrific stretch or marks from her bra, from her bra. just digging yeah. into Indentations. her. Yeah. It was. It looked Did like. Did you talk to her like when she took her tits or her out? Uh, no, I just sat there and they both just put it in a bucket. Like they just put their clothes. They didn't. We didn't listen. Like they, they didn't, didn't talk. talk like no? or anything. They, they didn't they, say like hello. I think they said hello when we came in. But they were like not any English. You didn't go really. like in. Wow. I was just like uh, the kitchen, living room. I only had them clean the kitchen, living room, and the bathroom. I didn't even let them go. And you like, should have well, said, "How could you, you not have, have huge Mexican tits or something like that?" <laughs> no, they I speak it's uncomfortable. They speak English, right? Uh, barely. They like I, I. I remember the. They asked where the vacuum cleaner was, and it was very like uh, vacuum cleaner. And have you looked it. under your huge Mexican tits? I would uh, always wonder, like, what is that life like? I would have to ask them questions. I would give them extra money just to be able just to, to ask them. Questions. Yeah. I'll say I'll pay you for a whole extra hour if you sit down for another five minutes. Just let me. How was the How was the daughter? Attractive? The daughter wasn't bad, but it, it, she was a little chubbier. Also, like they were both a little chubby, but the mom's boobs were weird because they had she had like the the huge like hangy ones, <laughs> and she was cleaning the kitchen. And I just I would like just kind of walk in and just be like, oh, what's going on in here? And her just dirty boobs like touching the oven, oh, like wow. while she's cleaning it. You have made That's it so sound weird. very sad. It's nothing exciting. It's, it's, it was. Horrible. I do not recommend it. I just would want to talk to them and find out what that's like. Like, do guys like try to attack you? Like, that seems like a dangerous gig. I totally think that's why they dangerous. do it though, because they're so uh, they weren't very appealing, and it was sad that I think it was like a one-time thing. Uh, I would rather pay. But it was a one-time for them. I think once you get it, you're not going to have them come back ever again. Oh, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's a almost one, a joke. Almost. You mean a one-time thing for you? Yeah. But not a one-time thing for them. Would you? Pay, I would rather do for twenty-eight bu extra bucks get a regular made but I could be bottomless and they would not like get mad at me like I would just sit in there with normal maids and just have no pants on that'd be better right <laughs> I think that's illegal unless you're that's making what I'm an saying. agreement yeah, that's what I'm saying the you agreement to, is yeah. I, I don't have to have, wear pants well, I'm sure we, someone can do that. Right. I'm sure that's a, a great... Well, you, you, you you'd have there. to want to have your pants off with them, too. So they'd have to be, like, at least somewhat attractive. Right, or, you're allowed to stroke and just follow them around, but they can't call okay, the Okay, that's rude. Because then you would get <laughs> in the way in your little narrow hallway yeah. and accidentally come on them. I don't know how you work. In this, clean it up. In this city, you could definitely work work out your fantasy. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah. that's a minor yeah. request. Yeah. You could work out some pretty crazy shit in this yeah. town. Definitely. Have you heard about this movie, The Jinx, this this show on HBO? I'm all caught up, man. All really? Five, yeah. Do you know they reopened that guy's case because of that show? Um, I did tell, not tell know. everybody that they don't that doesn't know what the show's all about. Well, it there's a, a a gentleman named Robert Durst who is part of the Durst family, which is uh, he was an heir. The Durst family is one of the biggest five biggest real estate families in New York. And um, he was sort of, even growing up, kind of the, the outcast son. Um, mother died, committed suicide, or fell uh, when he was really young. And basically in, in the late 70s, early 80s, his wife, Kathleen, disappeared. Um, and disappeared, nobody has, even up to this day, no one's ever been able to find her. He was never um, formally charged. People thought he had something to do with it. And... Um, no trace. He gave a lot of different accounts to the police, to investigators, of what happened the last time he saw her, the last time he spoke to her. So all these kind of things that don't match up that are, make you make it sound pretty suspicious. Um, so when the case wasn't, you know, didn't progress anymore, 
Uh, a few years later, his best friend at the time was a woman named Susan Berman, and she was set to talk to investigators when they reopened the case, this time in the, I would say, I, I think we're talking about like into the 90s now. Um, so it, it had a lot of time had passed, and the investigators wanted to talk to Susan Berman, who had been Durst's best friend, and whom there was a, a, a long line, a track record of him giving her money over the years. And, you know, from his account, it's like, it's a, it's a good friend of mine. I just always gave her money, but she collected substantial money from him. Well, the day before an investigator was flying out from New York to, to see her, she was murdered in her house in Benedict Canyon. So it's like kind of the second person involved or close to Robert Durst who died. How much or, money did he give her? Well, there was, they found that like, you know, like in, in one of her, one of her um, journals, she kept track of like loans or, or gifts people had given her money. And recently he had given her 50 grand, you know, so, and the way that they piece it together, they think that over the years she's collected much more than that. So... It was, she's, um, you know, was his friend who was always kind of struggling, and he was always giving her money. So, you know, from his, from his side of the story, I'm rich, I give my friend money. Um, from people that are more suspicious of it, it's, here's money to never open your fucking mouth. Whoa. Um, so he <clears throat> allegedly gets her whacked. Uh, that, that's one of the things. Now, her, she has a pretty interesting story because her father was a big-time mafia guy. Her dad was real close with Bugsy Siegel and was in in the heyday of Vegas being run with the by the mob. Her dad was one of the major players. So people who say it's not Durst-related will say that it's related to a book she wrote where she kind of laid out a bunch of stuff about the mob and, like, her dad's role in things and all these people. So they say, you know, oh, it's, it's, it's very much in line with a mob hit. Wow. So, that there's that and then a few years after that um well right when you know they, they that they knew that we were going to reopen this investigation um he wanted to go into hiding so he moved to galveston texas and he started living as a mute woman so he wore a wig and he wore a dress and he started renting an apartment in cash he paid like a year up front and he knew he couldn't mask his voice, so he pretended to be a mute woman, so he would only write down things. And he eventually developed a friendship with the guy across the hallway from him named Morris Black, who was just like this old curmudgeon guy. And basically, fast forward, um, in the Galveston Bay, a fisherman finds a floating bag, and it has an arm and then a leg, and then the, basically the police come and they find chopped up body, and they find an ID, and they're able to get fingerprints, and it's Morris Black. So it's the guy that was across the hall. So they go to his apartment, and they see across the hall is this woman who's living there, who's not there at the time. And, uh, you know, they, they find that, like, the, there's, there's blood on the floor. It's <laughs> kind of, you know, <laughs> all the telltales of that, like, something happened here. And what ended up happening was that he was charged with murder, he posted bail, and then he went on the run. Um, and uh, he actually got caught shoplifting a sandwich um, when he was, when, after he had jumped bail. And uh, in his car they found 38000 in cash, 
Whoa. And he had 500 in his pocket. Like, he just shoplifted for the, for the you know, they didn't want to pay for the sandwich. That's how he got caught after he jumped bail. <sighs> then <laughs> he gets charged with murder. He doesn't deny murdering the guy, says it was self-defense, but he also chopped the guy's body up, like cut off his arms, cut off his legs, cut off his head, <laughs> put them in bags, threw them in the bay. Whoa. Not guilty. What? Jury decides not guilty. So, uh, you know. So he admits to killing a person and yes. chopping them up. And not guilty. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of people that, like, are, that swear that he, you know. He's killed with, three people. He's killed three people, yeah. So, it kind of makes sense if he's killed one. They caught him red-handed killing one. And cutting up the body. Yeah, that's deep shit. That's which, something you do on your third body. <laughs> right. First right. two bodies you light on fire. So they opened yeah. up this case. Are they going well, back to it? They've re like there's that's the thing in this country there's you know there's no statute of limitations on murder. So you um you know I think this this show went into so much detail about uh see oh so Susan Berman was 2000. What a nutty motherfucker. He you know it's the craziest part in this in the in the interviews on the show on the Jinx his eyes look black. black. They look like a They're, demon. They look like demon eyes. Yeah. Specifically, the entire time he's being interviewed, and, and like you look, and they cut back to the the guy who because they made a movie about the Galveston story. Uh, I think Ryan Gosling started. It was, it was a pretty good movie. That guy who directed that film made this documentary. And they're in this hotel in the back and forth. Every time they cut to his eyes, you're like, that looks like a fucking. Like uh, what's it called? Like from like drag me to hell. It's like Slytherin, the like Harry Potter, like snake guy. You're like Jesus Christ. Is there no eye color? And it's pitch black. What's the uh, Ryan Gosling movie? Um, I don't know. I don't remember the name. It's 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 a good movie that kind of you know in a that takes you through the story pretty well. And actually, Durst liked the film so much. That's why he agreed to do this series with this guy. All good things. All good things. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, he liked it so much that he agreed to do... And in that movie, does he chop the guy up? I can't remember if he does it in the in the Gosling movie, but... Um, yeah, that's Gosling, yeah. Gosling playing him? Yeah. Wow. But um, I, I think he probably would because, you know, he really did that. He admits to doing that. What the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a nut. There's a, there's a detective... On the jinx that says it best, he goes, I don't think that Robert Durst uh, is, like, somebody who takes pleasure in killing. I don't think he's, like, a bloodthirsty guy. But I think if you corner him and you you make him feel threatened about something, he'll kill you. And I was like, I think that's probably accurate. You know? It's also, when you think about this guy, he's, how old is he now, like, 70? Older. He's got to be He's got to be late 70s. Late 70s? Early 80s. Yeah, I think so. So think about this guy. He grew up in, you know, when, what was that? I mean, he was born in the 40s? Yeah, he's, he has to be. Do you have his age? It's got to be. So let's, let's just say, let's just say the 40s. Yeah. So He's born in 43. Yeah, okay. There you go. So he's born in the 40s. Mm -hmm. So he grows up, you know, when he's seven, it's 1950. Mm -hmm. You could basically do anything back then. True. There was no fucking fingerprints. There's no DNA. And There's if you're no rich. nothing. When did they figure out fingerprints? Find that out. When his yeah. finger is to solve crimes. I'm guessing the turn of the century. I'm guessing 1900s. I might yeah. be wrong about like 1940. I'll say 1876. For fingerprints? Mm -hmm. Either way. 1892. 1892. But bam. Um, either way, uh, I think that 
those people that grew up then, mm -hmm. they had like a different sense of like what you get away with. I think so too. That and money. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Because money. Money, especially if you're talking, I mean, we even, everybody says now, you know, somebody with money can do what they want, get away. But back in the day, that's, that is truly reality. If right. you come from a lot of money and you destroy something, if you ruin somebody's life, you kill somebody, they're like, well, you know, you have a lot of money. So yeah, we're going to, we're going to pay Stop for this shit. Peeling off them shekels. Yeah. And when he was doing this, like when he was living in Galveston, Galveston he had that apartment, he was still rich, Right. Rich as fuck, just you know, uh, didn't not have showing to the money. Uh, he could still access money. I mean, when he got arrested, he called his wife, who because he's married now and remarried someone who was living in New York, and they, you know, this is Galveston, Texas, and they're like bail is set at two hundred and fifty grand, which is you know, you that's what you got to pay. He's like cool. And he calls. He's like, I need two hundred fifty thousand. And so then, why is he living in an apartment? Because he wanted to be off the grid. He wanted to be, he wanted nobody to notice him because mm -hmm. he knew the, that investigation had just fired up again, which, you know, uh. it's not normally how innocent people act. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially living as a woman yeah, in Galveston, A mute Texas. woman in Texas, yeah. <laughs> Why did he just go to another country? It's a good question. Yeah, no, he, he still had access to, to some money because paid that in full, that's 250 gone when he jumped bail. And then uh, he hired a team of lawyers. Like they were like, this is the best, this is the best defense lawyer in Texas, criminal defense lawyer. And so is this guy. And he was like, cool, both. Whoa. Paid them each 600 grand to defend him on this case. And they got him off. They got him off. Jesus. I wonder what the, what, what could they have said that makes it okay to chop somebody up and throw them in the ocean? You know, a body takes up a lot of space in your house. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. This is a mute woman we're talking about. <laughs> okay, this man, he didn't know my client could defend himself. He thought he was attacking a mute woman. Imagine if that was your mama. Imagine if that was your grandmama. And this bloodthirsty fucking savage of Jewish descent. <laughs> I say some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tries to fuck your grandma, your mute grandma. Can't even cry out for help. Any any y'all on the jury a Jewish? Yeah, I didn't think so. Any y'all on the jury have a grandma? that you love dearly and you don't want some hooligan fucking her and some strange Galveston apartment. If you ain't a Jew, you must have quit. Thank you. <laughs> you ain't a Jew, you must have quit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty intense. Well, I wonder, what, what, what would the argument be? Like, how could they... They have show to say it. the guy was trying to kill him. Yeah, they show it. Um, I'm trying to remember. Uh, they showed it in the documentary. Yeah, the yeah. Chase. Oh, they, there's a lot of footage from the trial. Wow. Yeah, I, I need to hear it. I need to hear what, like, what the hell could episode they four has all that stuff. It's great is when they read not guilty. They have the camera on him and he's like keeps turning. He's like not. They said not guilty. Right? Oh he's shit. Like, and he's like, you sure? And they're like, yeah, yeah, not guilty. He's like, oh shit, shit, thank God. God, like, it must feel amazing. Yeah, that's got to be. You're about to go to jail after you chopped a dude up. Yeah. Like this. Like, what are the odds? How can I get off this? How great would it be if they say not guilty? He goes, that's three. <laughs> <laughs> he walks out and fucking gang signs the cameras on the way out. Have you seen the uh, Suge Knight footage? Yes. No, Do I haven't. I wanted God. to see it, but I was you on a plane yesterday. Yes. Okay. We'll it's... show it. We can't show it on the air because it's very, very, very disturbing. If you want to see it yourself, they have footage of Suge Knight running over those guys. And, yeah, it's uh, an accident, right? Is oh, like... no. Yeah. Just you, you need to see it. There's no accident involved in this. Uh, this is not an accident. 
Is, I mean, it, is there a live leak version? Or accidentally just version? got captured on security cam. No. Yeah, so here's Suge Knight. He pulls up. Yeah. Apparently, they were filming the, the um, There's Bone. NWA film. Yeah. So this dude shows up. But it looks like there's some kind of something going on here, yeah. and the guy had a gun. Yeah. So it's well, look, I'm sure some people were threatening him. Yeah. I'm sure there was some shit going on. But note what actually happens. Like, this... This part is not a goddamn accident. Look at that. Bam. And now watch this. This is hard. This is hard to watch. Oh. 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 That guy's dead. The first guy lived. The second guy's the dead. The first guy lived? Yeah. Jesus really? Christ. Yeah, that's why they blurred out the second guy. I like that dude. All the blurred spots. Up. Because that guy just got murdered. Wow. Yeah, he's moving him around. That's good. And then this guy takes, takes his a gun possible off him. possible yeah. gun and sticks it in his back. Yeah, most likely it was a gun. Yeah, that same like gun. I mean, he might have pulled a gun out on Suge Knight, and Suge Knight drove over him. I mean, that's what it looks like to me. I mean, so look, somebody ran. Guy up ran here, up yeah. to him. Hey, you, you son of a gun! There's like some movement, like he was. Gra- they, yeah. like, see how the truck moves? Like they're grabbing each other or yeah. something. Fucking aim. That's man. unbelievable. That's hard to watch. So you think Suge definitely did it to murder, not just like freak out, like get me the fuck out of here, and he just gunned well, it. Well, it could be that too. But look at this. Watch this. Bam, and he didn't try to go around that dude. He went over him and ran that guy over. Like, yeah, that's true. That guy was getting run over, which is what most of us would do if someone pointed a gun at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see what TMZ released today? Uh, footage from like four years ago when he was with Cat. Williams and he did the exact same thing where he just went through a crowd of people in his SUV. Uh, they just put it on it's on the front page of TMZ today. They so uh, did he hurt anybody during uh, that one? Let me check it because I didn't look actually watch the video yet. I just saw it. They need a documentary on him. Yeah, that guy's been through a lot of shit. That dude, Jesus, he just got shot earlier this year too. I mean, yeah. he's like a real live gangster. Yeah. Living amongst us. Bad shit happens, though, wherever he is. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah you don't want to be around. Every time he's at the comedy store, I, I legit get scared. Like, I, I'm, I'm, he, because he used to come there a lot. He's, he attracts, you know, that guy has a, has a, a legacy of wrongdoing and just, bad people around him like if, if you're in a room with him that something bad's gonna happen I believe it's kind that. of amazing that he up until this point was still out in the street you know yeah and he's served you know significant time before like he's you know. yeah well this last thing when he got shot apparently really fucked him up pretty bad it just he just struck striked one person last time he struck. went struck and uh <laughs> and he it doesn't say anything about if the person died or anything jesus christ he's yeah a bad dude yeah, yeah. It's weird. It's weird when you find out about those guys that are still out there, and you go, "Really? In 2015, this really obvious bad guy still running around out there?" Yeah, he's like a villain, right? He's like a movie villain. Like, imagine if John Gotti was alive and out there running, running around in, in Little Italy, mocking people the way he did back before they arrested him. It's pretty crazy. That was a weird one. That's like a movie. Well, the John Gotti one was a lot like a movie. Yeah. Because here was a guy and the celebrate the parades in the oh, streets yes. from the from the neighborhood fireworks and all that kind yeah. of crazy shit and everybody loved the neighborhood because yeah. it was everybody was safe. You know, while this guy was the the don. Yeah. He would walk around these like super expensive suits and laugh and always look confident as hell. Big thick fucking neck. Why, why trying to fuck with me? Yeah. yeah. It was always like, yeah. like they're just bugging a guy for no reason. That was my fa- uh, his favorite quote of mine is that uh, like after it was all said and done. Yeah, he said, all I ever wanted was a good sandwich. 
that was that's what, that's, said. That's what this was all about. Yeah. This could have been resolved so much easier if we just went to a deli. Hey, just give hey, me a sandwich. Give me a fucking sandwich. Salami. Well, Putin is kind of that guy, but yeah. way bigger, way bigger scale. He's yeah, you know, and he's yeah. kind of that guy in Russia. Yeah, I mean, he just killed his fucking adversary, or yeah. somebody killed his adversary. Some yeah. guy who's the leader of the whatever other party, the of reform course. party, and they, you know, like there's net. You know, they they arrested people and mm -hmm. one of the guys blew himself up. Blew himself up. Yeah, they got to the guy's apartment. He blew himself up. And there's never going to be a real investigation in this in in Russia today of like that. You know, you know it's connected to him. Like the order came down. You think so? I don't think they'll put it together. No, <laughs> not because they're not capable. It's just that more people would end up getting you know shot. But you definitely up. think it was Putin's idea to Fuck kill yeah, that man. guy. Or, it's his idea. You're not, there's not going to be a recording of him saying it, but you know his camp is like, yeah, for I'm, sure. I'm reserving judgment, but it certainly looks that way. What's really fascinating to me, uh, one of the things that's really fascinating to me, is that this is only one thing that they do that's insane. Yeah. But there's other things they do that's insane with super, super rich people, where they accuse them of a crime, they go in, they take their businesses, they take all their money, and they put them in jail. And they did this to this really rich, wealthy Russian oligarch, and they had him in jail for a long time, man. And they recently released him. I think he was in jail for like more than eight years, if I remember correctly. But I remember this story getting out. Like, this is the most insane story I've ever heard in my life. This guy was some wealthy oil guy, was worth, you know, billions U.S. dollars, and they just came in and took this guy's business, put him in jail, and that's what they, they've done it several times. It's not a one-time thing they do. They just go in there, whatever the dispute is, they just decide that you're an enemy of the state or you're a, you know, you, you're treason, whatever crime they doctor up, slap your ass in jail, take all of your money, and then just leave you in jail for a long time. It's horrific. It's, it's insane. Yeah, and imagine, too, like if you're just a regular citizen, like you can't, how scary that is to live there and... Yeah. And you think like, well, you know, start talking about it. Like, make us think about it. And it's like, no, you really don't. Like, then you also uh, get thrown in jail or worse. You can't. You can't even speak up about it. You yeah, know? we don't. We don't really. We don't comprehend that. That feeling that it must be to completely live in fear. Yes. Yeah. And it's not that the. This, this, without a doubt, there's some organizations in this country, they don't even, you don't have to name them, that have done horrific shit, too, to U.S. citizens. They've done, they, people have been murdered. Things have happened, for sure, right? Yeah. We all agree that. But it's nowhere near the scale that it is right now yeah. in Russia. Like, whatever corruption you might think there is in America, and I, I would agree with you, there's a lot of corruption, but nothing compared to what's going on in Russia. No, Russia's nuts, man. Yeah. That reminds me, like, I mean, I, I had a lot of Cuban friends when I lived in, in South Florida, like all their stories of, of their parents were like that, that like, you know, yeah. Castro just, they're like, we had this successful, whatever, these stores. And he just took our stores, took our shit. And was like, it's not yours anymore. Yeah. What the fuck, man? Well, that's what happens when you've got a guy who's essentially like a king. Yeah. I mean, he's an emperor. I mean, he's like an emperor of Russia. I mean, yeah. That's really what he's like, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. What is that guy's life like? What do you think a reality show following Putin around for a day would be like? Imagine if he if he just decided to allow cameras to follow him Never. around for a year and just show how he actually runs shit. If he gets so crazy that he's like, look, I'll just show you all of it. You want to yeah. see what we do? Uh, yeah, this guy is uh, talking a lot of shit about me, so we're going to kill him.
And then they send some guys out and they gun some dude down and everybody goes, okay, who's going to, who's going to do something about this? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Are we going to do something about this? Like what would the, what would the United States do? We thoroughly, what would they say? <laughs> what would they say? We thoroughly disagree with Mr. Putin's decision to murder his biggest critic. What would we say? Yeah, it would, it would be a complete bullshit statement. <laughs> of course. We like, wouldn't do anything. Yeah, of course not. And if we did do something, then they would start talking shit about, what, yeah. well, what about your drones, bitch? What happened today was a, a terrible tragedy, mm -hmm. and we, uh, we respect anyone's right to s express themselves and say what they say and critique whomever they want to critique. And the, the solution is not dumping their body in rivers. Thank you. <laughs> Chopping them up yeah. and then dumping their <laughs> body in rivers. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's insane, man. I think a lot of his actions too are it's all based in fear too. You know, a lot of t like tough guy things. People think they're like that guy's just this violent, crazy guy. They're all just scared. You oh know? yeah, There's well, more he was scared the of the the, the yeah. Russian version KGB. of the CIA, the KGB. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's still looking pretty good at sixty two years old. He looks like the guy that you would think of when you think of like a dangerous leader of a foreign country like Russia. Yeah, a dangerous like hawk like. And you know, military especially guy. shirtless on horseback. Yeah, that's the way to fucking roll. Well, that was one of the things that. What, what the fuck is his name? Um, uh, the dude from the Born Identity, handsome bastard. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. That's what Matt Damon had said about Sarah Palin. That was hilarious when he was talking about it's like Sarah Palin and uh, her, you know, witty charm. You know, getting to uh, folksy charm. I think he, the term he used. Uh -huh. Getting to become vice president with a guy as old. As uh, what the fuck is his McCain? name? McCain, John McCain. John McCain was like in his seventies already, yeah. right? When he's running yeah. for president, yeah. or at least close to it. Like if he dies, and then she could possibly be across the table from Putin. Yeah, they were talking about Sarah, Sarah Palin and Putin sitting down. Well, Vlad, I gotta tell you, I what you're doing to America I, is just no. wrong. In America, she's not gonna stand for it. I'll tell you right now, the land of free, home of the brave. He would yeah. probably just rape her right there on TV. <laughs> just punch her in the face and everybody scatters out zero of the respect for her yeah oh my god it could be world war three yeah i like that their culture like he never smiles you know that's considered like goofy and weak yeah to smile out of eastern Bloc. well he never gives you like a yeah no not like obama obama like has a wide open laughy yeah. smile like he's a jolly fellow yeah yeah for sure yeah that's considered goofy i wonder what they think about america i, I wonder what like the kgb type fellows that are running russia right now Silly, weak, um, guys smile too much. <laughs> yeah, but do you wonder, like, I wonder what they think about the way their government works. I wonder if there's, like, is there a select group of people that all this money is getting evenly distributed to so that everybody, like, keeps their mouth shut? Or how many people are wanting to kill that guy? Are we going to have to deal mm -hmm. with the guy who kills him someday? You know? There's people that are all in, for sure. And I think there's a lot of people that are just begging for things to change did you see that hbo documentary recently on um uh, gay people in russia no that was a tremendous that was really a documentary how like they're you know they've written laws recently yeah. to like ban it and like there's these groups of guys that are just out hunting gays and they like to wow. uh they like to bait them so they put like ads online and a guy poses that uh, like uh, i want to meet you and then when the guy shows up, there's like 15 people and they hold him down and they like throw piss on him and they, they uh, put him on camera and make him like just mock him. It's, it's terrible. And then they upload it 
and everybody watches it in the country. So, and a lot of times that guy, who they're mocking, would be would be a guy in the closet, and like will lose his job. Family will they just humiliate them? It's 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 brutal. It was brutal. What do you think that is? Like, what is this all of a sudden? Especially, what is this new attention on gay people? I think it's because there's been a lot of progress with gay, you know, gay rights, in the, especially in the last 10 years. So when something like that's coming more to the forefront, you go like, dude, this can't, you know, the people that don't want it, the, the super homophobic people are going to act the way that they're acting. They're so scared that this is going to be the norm and that we're going to treat them like human beings, maybe even here, that they're like, no. Like, so they, you know, they start these organizations like uh, a better... Better Family Today group, you know, it's like we can't let these people be teachers and and uh, and you know just live in our apartment buildings. They're they're pariahs. Wow. Yeah, so they you know they associate. It's all the old shit. Like all gay people are pedophiles, like all that shit. So, but that is like thriving and huge in Russia. Not just thriving, but they're they're making laws against it. Yeah, man, they're making actively. Laws. actively. Like imagine if someone like tried to actively make laws against gay people today in the United States. There would be an, a huge uproar throughout the country. What yeah. kind of uproar is there in Russia? I think it's one of those things where it's like it's very it's really rare to speak up against that. I think more people are probably in fear of saying something than doing what they know is the right thing to do, you know. That's the thing too is like you you I I you have to empathize a lot with the person who you know is in that situation who's not siding with that but lives in a, that kind of culture where you're like are you going to speak up like when you know what the response is going to be? You you right. want to say yes and you want to be like yeah, of course, but it's a scary thing in a in a in an environment like that to to speak up and be like no. I'm going to say something. Wasn't that pussy, what Pussy Riot went to jail for as well? I think one of the things they went to jail for was protesting against the treatment of gays in Russia. I think so. Yeah. That's one of the things where she was, or they were inside of a church. Like they're, they're, yeah, they did it in a, a church. Things, but yeah. one of the things they did, they were inside a church. Yeah. There was another one they did. They got beaten by belts. Did you ever see that one? No. Ooh, There's crazy. footage of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, these, fuck. These soldiers show up, security people, whatever they were, and they're, they're, they're like, literally beating these girls with belts, with, like, a, like a whip thing. Dude. Yeah. They just beat the fuck out of them. Yeah, and, be, and be, it was when they were protesting. Here, I'll pull it up. Pussy Riot protest. They were in the, a couple of them were in the new season of House of Cards. Really? Yeah, they have a scene with the guy who's basically playing Putin on the show. Yeah? It's pretty, it's pretty yeah. That show is phenomenal. Yeah, I need to watch that place or watch that show rather. I you still definitely have to start. Still haven't touched it from the beginning. That, I, that's one thing for sure. I had to give up on Homeland last night. No good. The new season is the beginning of it is just bumming me out. This chick is. The uh, thing about House of Cards is you got to give it a few, but once you get started, like, it's you're roped in. You're yeah, this in. is when they get beaten. What? Yeah, look, they're they it's, put on their masks. These masks. I guess, and they do this thing, you know, like they're they're yeah. dancing, and they come over and they get maced. See, the cops come over and mace them, and then oh, they man. beat the shit out of them. Look at this, Look at these belt things—they're they're oh. whipping them. Shit! They just start fucking them up. He just—he's whipping a cameraman yep. too. Yep, everybody he's whipping yeah. everybody. They're, they're kicking everybody's ass, and they're doing it like while they're being filmed. They don't give a fuck. You know, imagine if this was happening in America. They're kicking oh, her and shit. They fuck. kicked her when she's down, man. These are security people. They're, this is like, 
they're not even hiding the fact that this is they're thugs. Yeah. This is like total thug shit. They're kicking people and they're down, whipping them. It's not like security guards in America or police in America, if they did shit like that, they would get reprimanded. Yeah. They would like, hey, your violence is inappropriate violence. <laughs> but if they sprayed them yeah. with the, they're allowed to spray them. You can yeah. hit them with the tear gas in the face. You can do a few uh, things as far as restrain them. Yeah. But you can't kick them and whip them like that. It's pretty intense, man. I've seen, I saw footage older, like, but like still modern day. Uh, like Russian cops do not fuck around. Like, and I mean, like, not for even just shit like this. Like, standard crime stuff. Like, if you're actually going after a guy who's, whatever, you know, selling drugs or something that they they would normally send. Like, these cops would like jump over a picnic table and kick a guy in the jaw, like to bring him <laughs> down. Like, they don't fuck around. Yeah. I saw a footage of one, a, a a guy pulled over. He was pulled over by the cops, and the cop like knocked on the window. And the guy got gestured, and then he took a baton and just smashed the whole window open. Wow. Drugged the guy out of the car. Yeah. I don't think in Moscow you, you fucking you talk back to cops. I don't think that happens at all there. It's, 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 uh, it's not playing around. Meanwhile, they live on the same planet as us. Right. Yeah. They've been around longer than us, way longer than us. I mean, what the fuck is going on in Russia? I don't know. That's a war-torn place. A lot of shit going on, right? All this yeah. crime. Do you know what's going on the Crimea stuff? Do you understand that? Uh, I mean, I remember that. Um, I mean, I don't want to give a bad account of it, but like this was territory that Russia, you know, claimed a long time ago, or what was theirs, and then they just straight up snagged that shit back from what is it, the Ukraine, right? Mm -hmm. And um, huge dispute over it, obviously, but. Putin and, and Russia is like, no. See, that's where it's fucked up. The it's Soviet ours. Union, they all used to be in the same group. All together, yeah. They used to all be together. They were all one team. And now they're like going to war with each other. That's like yeah. if like we got rid of D Texas. We're like, you know what? You guys can just be your own thing. Yeah. Oh, but we want the real Grandy. Yeah. Get, get, yeah. yeah. No, that's ours. Give, give us that shit back. We're going to take it back. Yeah. It's, yeah. We want Texas back. We should change our mind. Unchecked, I mean, I think Putin would do, Anything. would start taking all kinds of places back. Yeah. Do you think he would go to war? Would he go to war with like the United States? No, there's, there's. I think even the craziest person, you know, you always have the nuclear threat in the back of your mind, and mm -hmm. do you want all-out war? I don't know. In this day and age, it's kind of hard to imagine, you know. But like, you met, like, if it was, if he was just like, we're gonna take, I don't know, fucking, we're gonna Russia. Yeah, if, if Russia's gonna be like, we're going into Chechnya and going to fuck them up again like they always, like they have and take the Republic of Georgia and all that shit back. What if they say we got a bad deal with Alaska we want that shit back? <laughs> yeah, that would That's be... when it gets crazy. Yeah. If they find out how much oil's in Alaska and they just decide. I mean, isn't there some shit going on in Antarctica where they're like claiming s spots of land for oil? I don't know about that. Claiming that it's Russia? Really? Sure, yeah. Because it started to, the, all that, you know, the snow caps are starting to melt. And so there's areas that are going to be open to travel with boats that weren't that aren't, aren't open right now. So they're starting to claim these areas. It's, it's like the old school, you know, colonial type shit. More war is inevitable. You know it's going to happen. You know. Well, I mean, what do you mean inevitable? It's going on right now. But I mean, like even like it, whatever declines now, it's not like that would be the end of wars. It's just going to. Yeah. It's an endless cycle. It just seems like it is. Yeah. This current design of human being that we're we're using. Yeah, and the fact that you know war results in profit, like the, the money yeah. is made. That's why you know. there's so much money involved in war. Yeah, you, you see these con like just the companies, you know that 
that make money does like t- designing a a ship or a rocket that the U.S. government likes. They're like, this is great. We love this plane. Billions. Billions of dollars for yeah. you. Yeah. Billions to you. Yeah. Make more awesome shit. Make yeah. it go around the world in one second. Can you, you do make that? Make a gun that does what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You see that thing? They have the laser that they're shooting. They can disable a car. No. Yeah, they're shooting lasers through the, the hood of a truck and just fucking barbecues the engine. Really? Oh, it's nuts. Like, it melts through the hood of a car. I mean, I don't know how far it lasts, how, uh, what the distance they're using these things, but they aimed it. They did a, a test demonstration of it and shot through an engine block. You got that, Jamie? Look at this shit. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fired from a mile away. Lockheed Martin. Th- see? Dude, like, that's, it's from a mile away. <laughs> did you see the boat one where they it's to get off pirates and stuff, and they shoot it, uh, a boat, and it catches the boat on fire when it's yeah. coming ashore? Imagine what Lockheed is going to get for that, like when they go, well, you see what it does. Yeah. They can shoot through an engine block a mile away. This is insane. We love your laser. Here's $19 billion. Fucking A, man. How weird is that? Yeah, it's incredible. Highest power ever documented by a laser laser weapon of its type. Wow. New York Stock Exchange info first. (laughs) You guys want to buy some stock? Isn't that funny? Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. That's that's what it is. Lockheed Martin, NYSE. For you know, colon yeah. LMT. Yeah, it shows you. That's the first, first fucking thing. thing it shows you. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and I want to buy some laser stock. That is LockheedMartin.com's. Uh, right, but that's a press, so a press release yeah, from that. that. Yeah. The one when they did the yeah. boat. Yeah, yeah I've seen the boat. It's yeah, they can crazy. do some crazy shit now, and they're gonna set those things up in space. So they'll just be in space. Star Wars, floating above us. And they'll just laser beam your fucking house into the ground. Unbelievable. <laughs> well, with drones now and with laser beams in the future, and uh, I just gotta wonder. Gotta wonder if we're gonna be able to keep it together. Yeah. It's, it's kind of amazing that no one's dropped a nuke since the 40s. I think it's really amazing all that. the time. And then, and that entire administration's goals, like the entire thing that their, their number one goal a lot of times is just to keep other governments from getting one. That's yeah. that's the number one list, number one on the list for dozens of governments is like just keep Iran from developing one. Yeah, just keep that from happening. But meanwhile, Pakistan has them. Yeah, India. India has them. Yeah, I mean they're, they're, they they neighbors. They're pointing yeah. at each other yeah. and they're neighbors. Yeah, they're pointing nukes at each other. It's terrifying. Who smells better? Whoa, Pakistan. Really? Why is that? I don't know. India is more famous for their food, right? Indian food is way more popular, yeah. more curry-like, and but I think that they're. I, I have a probably similar a Pakistani friend who said the food's very similar. Yeah, it's a trick but, question. Is it stink like shit? How dare you? You don't even go over there. You don't even know this. You're talking shit. Yeah. You know, yesterday, I sat next to Serena Williams on my flight. Yeah, oh, I saw that on your Instagram. I That's keep amazing. meeting awesome black people on planes. Like it's <laughs> out of control. <laughs> what other awesome black people have you met on planes? Bruce, Bruce. Uh, Mike Tyson. Wow, that's right. You met Mike Tyson on the plane. Serena, the number one. That's Mike Tyson easily... became your buddy, right? Well, I mean, do for, you text each for... other every now and again? Nah, not really. I don't Shoot know. a text his way. Let no, him know. I don't. Still I don't... thinking about him? I tell him he's in my thoughts. Oh, like, you're in my thoughts and prayers. But, <laughs> uh, but so Serena, Serena Williams was, was cool, dude. The coolest, and that's yeah. arguably, you know, one of the most dominant, if not most dominant, female athlete. 
of this generation. One of them for sure. She's unbelievable. Is she the best? Is she the number one? Number one, yeah. Who's number two? Any white chicks? Oh, yeah. That mix? There's a bunch of... Uh, <laughs> Europeans? Yeah, yeah. It's all Europeans, right? Ruskies and, and, and Europeans are always in there. So she is... That's interesting. She's so dominant, man. How many American female tennis players are there that are really famous? Well, if we're talking about over the course of history, there's been... Like right now. Right now? I really, I really wouldn't know. I don't know. Right. So, but this is what my point was. Yeah. But Serena Williams is famous as fuck. She's, but be, she's famous as fuck because she's such a winner. Right. Like, she is dominant. Right. And, she, and you know, a lot of female tennis players, you know, their decline, hap- like, they, they peak early age-wise. You know, mm-hmm. the, the female dominance in tennis sometimes happens teens and early 20s. And she's 33, number one in the world still. And still winning titles. You know, she ran from a drug test. No. Yeah, she hid herself. It's either her or her sister. Venus? Yeah, let me find out. Um, they, she ran into her uh, safe room. She said she thought someone was breaking in the house. And it was a drug test people? Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> let me That's find great. out who it was. Yeah. Uh, um, it was Serena? Yeah. yeah, it was her. That's hilarious. You know what, man? I think it's one of those things. Serena Williams locks herself in a panic room and drug test mix-up. Whoopsies. Wow. I thought you were a murderer. You were just a lab technician. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> she probably knew she had, like, another six hours before she pissed clean. She got in there and started drinking vinegar and water. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious, man. Hiding in the safe room. Yeah. Yeah, that is hilarious. That's She's an impressive athlete, man. She's an impressive athlete. I think it's one of those sports, much like track and field, that virtually everybody's doing something. In tennis? I didn't know about it in tennis, really. I really didn't. I think every competitive sport that's worth millions of dollars. Yeah. I think there's so much money on the line. I think that's what they start looking at it. They start looking at it like, look, we have two options here. Either we do it and we test positive and we get fined or something goes wrong and we get shamed. Or we do it smart and nobody ever finds out. And you make more money. Yeah. Did you Everybody's watch? Doing it. Did you watch that Armstrong documentary? Yes. The one on the one on Netflix. Yes. 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 I remember being on this show, uh, a few years ago before, you know, he got he admitted and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and talking badly about him and being like, yeah. he, and and getting a lot of messages from people that hated you that were really they're like he's never failed a test you fucking idiot and yeah. like they don't email me anymore that's what they always but, say too when you ask them if they've ever done anything they go i've never failed a test that was a big thing yeah yeah everybody says that yeah. they always say that i've never failed a test yeah like uh that's not what i asked you yeah did you ever take anything that enhances your performance and i said i've never failed a test <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's so rampant now. You're right. In all immune sports. to questioning. Yes, uh, it's rampant. Yeah, it, it, it's in, in football. It's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, without question. I just think it's a part of the sport of track and field. I think it's a part of the sport of cycling. Mm-hmm. It's it's at least appears to be a part of the sport of MMA. There's a guy who's running the um, California Athletic Commission right now. His name's Andy Foster, and he's a very smart dude, and he's doing a really smart thing. One of the things he's doing. First of all, he's he's got a long uh, history in martial arts. He's actually fought himself, he's competed, he's mm-hmm. been a martial artist for a long stretch of his life. So he's really aware of the culture, he understands it. And uh, he decided, after this last UFC, to blood and piss test everybody. 
instead of just doing like the people that are in the main card, mm-hmm. instead of doing the blood tests on a, a select few and championship bouts, because they're they're really expensive. Yeah, like they cost as much as forty thousand dollars for each blood test. What? Yeah. So I don't know what the California State Athletic Commission did when they financed that. I don't know how much they paid for it. And dough. he didn't want to talk about it. But what he does, what did say was they were going to do comprehensive blood screenings of everyone that competed. And he goes, if there's anyone that's hiding something, we're going to find it. And if you're hiding something that you wouldn't detect with urine, we're going to find it with blood. So, wow. And so most people didn't expect these tests. So we'll see what happens. Wow. But... I mean, there's been so many people that have been caught in the UFC over the past few months and in other MMA organizations. It's pretty hard to deny that it's an issue. It's just yeah. how much of an issue is it is the big question. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and the more the, the testing will get more uh, complex mm-hmm. and more advanced. And then so will the next performance enhancing drug. You know, it, they just keep getting better at designing them. And yeah. then they have to get better at detecting them. But that cycle will never end. No. Never end. Not while there's competitors who want to win and there's lots of money on the line Mm -hmm. it'll never end yeah i think they're just going to keep figuring out new ways to manipulate the system new new bath salts yeah no new creams that you rub in and yeah yeah. you know they make weed bath salt now no oh yes they do and i don't mean bath salts like that smoky shit that makes me you know makes you crazy yeah i mean bath salts like you put it in a bath yeah, I saw you. You say you've been taking them a lot? You've been doing those a lot? I've been doing just regular bath salt. Epsom salt. Yeah, Epsom baths. salt. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I have a tank, the isolation tank. Sure. It's all Epsom salt, too, but it doesn't get hot. It's, but you do it's the a really temp- hot one. Yeah, the baths, I get hot. And you feel much better oh, after them? Oh, my God. It feels like everything is so loose and relaxed. Epsom salts are some old school shit, dude. They figured that out a long time ago. And you do the cryo thing too, right? Mm-hmm. The, all, the, all those things are good, dude. Yeah. You got to be proactive with your health, Tommy yeah. Buns. All right. Proactive with your health. I got a trainer, man. But I look forward to it. You got a trainer that loves Jesus. That's true. That's true. Are you allowed to talk about him? Uh, yeah, sure. In great depth. <laughs> I don't think he talks. He listens to the good. show. If he does. About to find out. About to have my last he session. He needs to know some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got another guy for you. Don't worry about yeah. it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So tell me what he does to you. He, um, like, we'll just be, I hired a trainer, working out. He's a good trainer, knows his stuff. I'll, I'll say that. Works me out really hard. I've really enjoyed it. I've been progressing. It's been good. Losing weight, getting strong. All that's good. Um, but then, like, he'll just drop some Jesus Christ stuff on me sometimes. <laughs> I'm out of there. And, uh, yeah, well, you know what I, you know what I started to think about? I was like, I'd worked with different trainers, you know, over the course of my life. I feel like they all... A lot of tra- have like one like a weird. They always have like kind of something about their personality. You know, yes. some of them will like you ask them one thing and they'll give you their philosophy on you know their their life philosophy and you're like yeah I just want, are we doing another set like you just kind of like you know what I mean like some of them will download about their love life like they have quirks and him it'll just be like in the middle of working out and then he'll be like uh, you can stop there or when I went in I was like I had a respiratory thing and I go hey today. Can we just do like heavy, but kind of not keep heart rate up really high so I'm not breathing because my lungs are bothering me? And he was like, absolutely. And then we start working out and like, I'm just running all over. He's having me do box jumps and, run, and I'm just like, thanks for ignoring me. Like, <laughs> and he goes, you know, I, I remember you said that, but then, you know, you've been fine and like, he won't let me push you too hard. And I was like, what? And he goes like, like if I was pushing you too hard, Jesus will go like, hey, 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 hey like take it easy on him. Jesus Christ, you got to get out of there, man. And what I are you go, talking about? Oh. All right, so the next set, like, should we just go to the next thing then? Like, I, just, I see, the thing I've learned about people 
is that when you ask questions at those moments is when they'll really take it to the next level. So I'm very uh, uh, aware that by engaging that part of the conversation will lead to more of it. So what I do normally is when it comes up, I just, I'll go like, I'll nod and be like, yeah. All right, I'm going to do this next one, and I'll just move on. Because that's how it, that part of the conversation dies, and then it shifts to something else. Like, like I was leaving on, I went on like a little mini tour last week, and right before I left, I was with him, and we had just finished the work, and I was like, yeah, you know, um, I just, uh, just hope I, you know, I don't fall off too much on this week off. I was basically baiting for, like, motivation and, and like, some type of game plan. Like, try mm-hmm. to do cardio Thursday and maybe do, you know, this and that Friday, like that kind of thing. Right. And so I was like, yeah, you know, hope so I just hope my progress doesn't die down. And he goes, well, you know, we always try to do stuff on our own, but, like, the thing is, like, if you if you ask Jesus for help, he'll give it to you. And I was just like, I, I just want to know, like, how many reps I should do <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> you write me up a program. Yeah, and so... You can put all that Jesus stuff in there, too. Just highlight yeah, that part. Just, <laughs> no and one I do. go... Yeah, and he goes, you know, we don't do anything on our own. Like, he's there helping us, and he loves when we ask for help. Black guy, white guy? White guy. Hmm. And I go, all right, man. Um, Ex-junkie or what? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I guessed. Crazy. So what's the background? Well, he's not an ex-junkie. Ex, he's just ex-adrenaline uh, guy, like everything. Adrenaline junkie. Like everything. But no, but like I think drugs, yeah. alcohol, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Nice guy, too. Nice. Oh, yeah. I've met a bunch yeah. of them that are nice yeah, guys. Very and, nice guy. And you can't deny the effectiveness of that, like, of using, like, uh, religion in your life for a lot of people. Yes. It does work. And I believe in it. I think that it, pro- the, you know, the, my whole thing is that I think it probably does, really does work and do something for him. Yeah. You know, and I don't, I don't, uh, you know. Dude, it does something for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. It and doesn't so, mean it's real. But it's like a placebo. Like, yeah. if you should should it be okay to sell someone a sugar pill and tell them that it cures cancer? No. But what if you do that and it cures their cancer? Right. Right. Well, that's what religion is for a lot of folks. Like, there's a lot of people that if you tell them that the Lord is watching over them and that everything's going to be amazing, they they have now that covered. Sure. Okay. As long as I pay my homage to the Lord, pay my respects to the Lord, I do my praying, I make sure I do that. I'm covered. God's yeah. going to make sure everything's cool. Yeah. And that alone will give you like a certain amount of relaxation. A I certain think amount of. A big part of why it doesn't like really freak me out is that my mother's pretty much exactly like that. Oh, uh, okay. So, you know, like. Yeah. You're she, around it. Yeah. She's dialed it back to me because she's like, you're 35 and you're still not doing it. <laughs> uh, but she's, you know, but like I grew up with like, you know, rosaries everywhere, crosses everywhere. You know, if we take a 10 minute car ride, she's like, let's play the rosary. And like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play the rosary? I'm sorry. Pray the rosary. Yeah. Oh, so, pray the rosary. Uh, on like, a 10-minute car ride. Like, what do you do during these 10-minute car rides? What do you have to like, do? Like, uh, you know, Our Father and then 10 Hail Marys and then another Our Father and then 10 Hail Marys. You do 50 Hail Marys because it's a 10 or 15-minute car ride. Yeah, yeah. Pray before meals. Pray, you know, that kind of stuff. And then she's like, oh, good Lord, if I tell God. her, like, you know, hey, this is great. I, uh, I just sold out this show uh, in Atlanta. This is great. And she's like, did you thank God? And I'm like, mm. I was about to. <laughs> I called you first. <laughs> you know, did I ever stuff. tell you the story about how uh, she's sweet, though. there was this girl in college that I thought was into me, but she was really just trying to get me to go to one of these uh, Christian retreats? No. 
Oh, I was such a dolt. Uh, this really hot Puerto Rican girl who wore glasses. Uh, she was really, uh, she was uh. really sexy, and uh, I was so con- I had no idea what was going on. I thought she, like this girl wants me to join her and her friends and party, so we're all hanging out. Um, we're in class, and she was constantly trying to get me to go to these things, and I couldn't do it because back then a lot of times I was fighting in tournaments, so I was uh, talking to her, and um, no, no subject of religion no no topics were brought it was just normal life stuff There's yeah no religion never yeah. even it was never hey come out to these parties we're gonna have a, a christian get together um it was just normal talk and then one day we were at a cafeteria during lunch and i came in and i sat down and i said did you guys hear that there was a plane crash landed uh at the airport and they're like oh no what happened was anyone hurt i go no no the the front uh, landing th- gear didn't go down. It had a skid, but everybody's fine. Mm-hmm. And so they all go, praise God. Oh, praise God. And I went, huh. All of them? Oh, no. no. <laughs> and then I just started like, oh, you idiot. You thought she thought you were hot. She's just trying to suck you into the cult. Yeah. And so I go, uh, praise God. You think God had something to do with that? It's just like the if God was around, like why wouldn't he make the landing gear come back out? Like, why would he just make everybody be okay because the landing gear didn't work? Wouldn't he fix the landing gear so everybody didn't die? He likes mechanical things. He does stuff. And I forget what the response was, but they were were very upset with me. Yeah. And uh, we got into this religious conversation. So I'm like, so you guys are like super religious? And like, I had to know like what was going on. So I go, so what are these parties? What do you guys do? Well, we get together and we talk about the Lord and we like to bring other people into the Lord so they understand how we feel about the Lord. Because a lot of people, they just don't have exposure to the Lord. And I was like, oh, Damn it! Yeah. Meanwhile, she was hot. I think so. she was dirty when she was younger, and right. she's trying to make, make up, up for, for the dirtiness because she just smelled like sex. And I mean, <laughs> I don't mean like stagab. Yeah. I mean like she was like sexy. Yeah. God. And she was like the little coyote that they would put out that's in heat and tricks dogs <laughs> into going out into the woods, and the other coyotes jump them and eat them. That's what she was. Really? Yeah. Glasses, sexy, mm. recruiting dudes. Just, that works. Hey, would you come? You know, and it was like down the Cape. So it was like a significant trip. You had to go and stay with them and hang out for the weekend. And I was like, what are you guys going to do? You know, oh, we have this party. It's going to be really amazing. A lot of our friends come down. I sat next to a girl <laughs> on a flight who had a book about St. Peter. And I was like, oh, we started talking about the book. And then we started talking about, you know, Christ. And she was, she was, I started asking her more questions. And she goes, yeah, you know, like, um, just came to this kind of conclusion that it was it was difficult, but like if you don't accept Christ, you know, like you'll definitely go to hell. <laughs> and I go, uh, I go. Well, one of my first thoughts, if you if you were to say that, it would be like, what about like all the Jews and like Muslims in the world? And she goes, they're going to hell. And I was like, Jesus, like, <laughs> that's really intense. I go, you think they all will go to hell? She goes, unfortunately, unless they. Con- uh, accept Christ that they will and I was like, what a fucking crazy reality to have in your head Wow, that's the reality that you walk around with everywhere you go You're like excuse me. You you must listen to me. Mm-hmm. You must listen to me. Yeah Maybe you know me. My name is Kirk Cameron And I'm here to tell you that if you don't listen to me and listen to the Lord you're going to go to hell You got fry. There's no air conditioning and it's fucking hot. There's gonna be demons. They stick pork forks up your asshole so it's, you're gonna go to hell. Yeah, 
When you take it there, it's like, all right, let's be done with this. Have you ever seen that? There's an ancient Italian painting that's on the roof of some cathedral, and it's all like the the, the rooftop painting represents like uh, heaven and all the way down to hell, and the outskirts, like the the bottom layer, represents uh, hell, and there's actual demons and people that are down there getting tortured by demons. In the painting? Yes, and the, wow. the demons are shoving like pitchforks up, up people's asses. No. Yeah. Why, sounds... well, Jamie will find it. Look at this. Sistine Chapel. Sistine Chapel. That's Look in the this. Sistine. That's the Sistine Chapel, dude. Those are demons, hmm. and it's just one of them. I mean, there's the, the they exist. These kind of uh, images exist on several different paintings. Look, it's fucking demons in hell. <laughs> they're, they're getting dragged. Whoa. I don't even know if that's the only one. I don't because I don't see the pitchfork up the ass one. There's another one. Ch check and see if you can find some other ones. But look at that demon, man. Now what? what how come there's you no rule fucker in the middle where like that happens? Then you go, okay, okay, okay. I accept. I I'm with you now. Nope. Too late. God damn it. I mean, sorry. Well, it's because it was written by morons. Like it doesn't make any sense. It does make no sense. Why would God only tell those people? How about tell us too? If God came down and told us how to live, we would all be like, okay, yeah. okay, you're right there. Now yeah. we know. Oh, we have to be told by our grandparents. It's or called having everybody. faith. That's what you always you get. Gotta have faith, faith, faith. Oh, by the way, another awesome black person. When I got George off, Michael's is not. Black. I know. Okay. But when I got off the plane yesterday, Deion Sanders was right there. Really? He hadn't been on the phone. Standing next to whom I believe was his daughter, I would have totally. I did throw out like a sub prime, I gave him a <laughs> and he was <laughs> he was in the middle of a conversation on his phone. So I knew like no, don't like like hey man. But he was like right. talking to somebody. I go sub prime. I stuck out my hand for him. He's like yeah. So he's like all right man. So I, and he, <laughs> that's he, kept, cool. he kept talking. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. That's cool. That's, so, that's good. Deanna's as long as not a line of people trying to take selfies no, with him. No, 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 no. If you started a, a little. I selfie do, rumble. I wouldn't do that to uh, Neon Dion. That's beautiful. Yeah. What? Where? This thing that you do on your podcast, which is a hilarious podcast to do. I really oh, enjoyed that. Oh, man. we had that was a lot of fun. the best time with you. We had a great time. It was fun. It's called your mom's house, and you guys, uh, you do it. Yeah, live shows, which uh, I still have to see because I keep hearing amazing things about them. The live I get ones. a lot of Twitter uh, messages from people that have seen your live shows. It's so fun. We're doing it this this Sunday in San Francisco at Cobb's. Oh shit! Oh, shit. Yeah. Um. You guys have a bunch of games that you play. Yeah. You play segments. Yeah. And one yeah. of them was Black or Tom. Yeah, Tom or Black. <laughs> yes. Tom or Black, yeah. where you imitate black people, and then you have actual recordings of black okay. people talking. Yes. And Did I, anybody ever call you racist for that? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what's the sure. argument what do they say um they it, say black people don't really talk like that it's really or some black people don't really talk no like that? it's it, to be honest with you it's it's very minimal it's not not a lot of people say that i really? think because well i think that like i think people really know intent I think people really gauge oh, it. Oh, that's hilarious. Are you online? Do you, uh, you read Twitter? Well, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying like as far as like a listener of our show. Right. Like, I, oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't think that they go, you're being super racist. I think that they, like to me, uh, for, for doing the game and doing like a black voice. But it's know? not the listeners of your show that you have to worry about. It's right. people who find out about your oh, show right. who are not listeners well, who then think it's cute to write a Salon.com article, article about yeah. everything that's wrong with podcasting, your mom's house. Yeah. Racist, racist homophobic, fight. you know, fart worshiping. Yeah. You know, they, they, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, on my special, my special has, I don't 
do the game, but I basically have a bit that's kind of in line with that. Right. Like, talk about shouting black at black people and trying to trick them. Right. So, uh, and how I did it to Big Daddy Kane one time. Right. So, like, I have a bit about that. And, of course, like, if you go at, and you read some of the reviews, people are like, this was super racist. <laughs> this guy did that. I think they're silly. I think they're nonsense. Right. I think I think most people get that, like, you know, that bit came out of, like, it's it's – it's really out of like love. It's out of like total uh, from 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 my point of view, like adoration of uh, black Big Daddy Kane, Big Daddy Kane, a lot and black, of black pop culture. culture. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's true. You you're a big rap fan. Yeah, I think I yeah. think people pick up on that. I think yeah. they do. So well, anybody who knows you knows you're not a yeah. racist. Anybody who listens to your podcast knows that you love to be silly. Of course, you know, yeah, I mean, it's that's, a very silly show. Yeah, yeah, you and your wife are both ridiculously silly yeah. on your show. It's out of all the comic couples that I know, you guys are without a doubt the best, but also the best together. Like, you're yeah. not just funny people that happen to be married to each other. Like, you guys work off each other, like, really well. We it's have really hilarious. good chemistry. Yeah. You guys are hilarious. Yeah. It's so fun. But that black or Tom or Tom or black thing, that's one of those things where, like, are we pretending that there aren't black people that talk like that? Like, what are these videos that we're watching? Yeah. You watch Pimps Up, Hose Down. Who are these people? Are they actors? Is this a role? Is this preposterous? It's insane. If you like, It's one of those things, too, where it's like, I know the person that does that goes, black people don't talk like that, right? They'd be like, you're, you're making a mockery. Black people like that. And I go, well, my response would be like, well, you're right that all pe black people don't talk like that. But, you know, some black people... Somewhere, do do like what's up, Playboy? I'm 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 gonna holler at you later. Like that's a right. there's a guy <laughs> who talks like that for sure. But it's cute that you're not allowed to do it because of the color of your skin, right? Because of where your parents were born or yeah. whatever. But a black guy could do the exact same voice, the exact same way. Uh, all white guys are like, hey, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richard Pryor yeah. started that off. And then how many how many black comics did that after that? They did it bad. Because Pryor Pryor was much more subtle. My mom, she's yeah. a great old gal. Right, like, right, right. I mean, nobody had really done that back then yeah. when he was doing it. You know. Yeah, when I did, I did a bit about the first forty-eight, where like, you know, it's. I break down the show right. and, and how there's some really aggressive black guys on that show yelling crazy shit. And I do an impression of it. Dude, I, the, the biggest response of like positive flipping out, holy shit reaction was always in crowds where there's a lot of black people. Yeah, because they're not offended by They're it. not offended they by it. They know it's true. Yeah. And if also if someone's secure, yeah, they're they're not going to worry. Like, what are you saying? We're all like that. Yeah, like, what kind of crazy not. person says you're all like that? Of course. You know everything else you've you've you've, you've saw all this other material. You laughed at all this other. You yeah. saw all this other insight, and you think, oh, but it's all just a trick to get you to laugh at some racist That's shit because I'm yeah. a racist. Yeah, and then and and I think that like black people who really flipped out and loved that bit. We're doing because they're like, yeah, they've seen the first 48 and they know exactly what I'm highlighting. They know what I'm exactly. making fun of. You know, if you were black, you could do it with no problem. Absolutely. But if you're white, you can do white voices. You can do like no, no one ever gets mad at you doing a redneck voice. hundred percent. But black people could do the redneck voice, too. Right. That's the difference. That is true. They can mock rednecks all day long. No one says a peep. No one cares. No one cares. Yeah. Anybody can mock rednecks. Rednecks mock themselves. Yeah, Jeff Foxworthy, you might be a redneck. Right? If if your mama and your daddy live in, the, yeah, of course, yeah, you might be a redneck. You know, it's mocking rednecks. Nobody cares. Yeah, because he's white. If your uncle's trousers are in the yard, when he, yeah, <laughs> it's all that shit. But if he was black, yeah, still nobody would care. True. 
Like black people are, they have full license to make fun of white people and white yeah. culture. Yeah, sure. I think it's, we all kind of accept that, right? I mean, like that's, there's, there's no argument against it. Because, and part of it is because you know, like the, the kind of the, the ladder, the socioeconomic ladder. So it's like, if you're a white male, you're automatically perceived as you have it the best. Right. So like you making, you have to be, it's, it's about like what you're making fun of. Mm -hmm. You can make fun of the other races or you can make a joke involving race, but like what's your angle on it? If you're just like, you know, fucking, these people are just dumb. Like that's going to be a racist thing to say. But if you're making a point, like there's some joke, something you're specifying, then it's, I think you can accept the joke, you know? Also, when it comes to like super progressive or liberal people, there's always this, this mindset you're supposed to punch up. So yep. the minorities punching up at the white people would always be the correct thing. Right. It's always allowed. Yes, yes. But like a perfect example, like a famous person, like anyone can mock a famous person, but the, the famous person mocks a regular person. Like what if Kim Kardashian just went to some girl's Instagram page and started shitting on her and making YouTube videos about her feet and like, look how ugly you are, bitch. Look at your I ugly would've... baby. People would freak the fuck out. But if you read the stuff that women write to her, yeah. they use their own Facebook profile. They feel totally free to do this. They're not worried Ruthless. at all. Oh my God. Just go to the mentions. The mentions under a Kim Kardashian tweet, any tweet. There was it's an, brutal. The Instagram. There was an Instagram of her with her daughter, but she had cropped her daughter's face out. It was just her mm -hmm. holding her daughter. And the fucking hate. The people that just hated on her. Yeah. LOL, thank you for giving me another reason to hate your fucking retarded, stupid ass. Like, like just saying evil shit. Why'd you crop your daughter out, you fucking skanky bitch? And like all this like crazy shit. It would be great, by the way, if she started making videos, yeah. making fun of people. Just find someone, focus yeah. on one of those girls who said that one thing, and, make and just open up on her. Pages about it, yeah. Mm -hmm. Just start a Facebook page. Yeah. I mean, pull up into her mansion in her Bentley and go, come on inside. I want to show you one of my favorite people on the internet. Yeah. And go to this girl and <laughs> fucking shitting on her. It'd be people hilarious. People would go crazy. Yeah. People that would never defend her in a million years would go crazy yeah. if she attacked someone on the internet. Yeah, like if she's that. just like, Amanda811, I'm going I'm to make a special video just about you, you stupid bitch. And then Imagine. just slayed her. Oh yeah. my God! Public support, but she's supposed to eat it. She's supposed to just yes. eat it and say nothing because she's famous, and she's above. She's like thought to be privileged. Do you respond? Do you have any reaction anymore to hatred? Oh, it's not worth it most of the time. Yeah, I just block them. Just block them. Ignore them or block them depending on how egregious it is. It was just super. Like sometimes you go to someone's Twitter page and it's like all they've been doing for the just last year is hating yeah. on you, yeah. and you don't even know it until yeah. now. You know, I almost oh, feel Christ. like I have this feeling where like part of me goes, you know, I think they want the block. <laughs> so, so they can say like, they can oh, I got blocked. So I just I do I go just no response is the best. Like you don't even Yeah, exist. but then you they'll interact with you again. Like you could I get, but if you don't respond at all, it's just a one-way interaction. That's what it is most of the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely don't respond. Yeah. I mean, if I do respond, if my like someone might think something incorrectly, like they might be upset at me for something that's like maybe they got wrong. Yeah. Like maybe I'll respond if I feel like if I'm gonna get Yeah, yeah, it. correct something. But if they're shitty and insulting, like why would I bother? This you choose true. who you communicate with. That's like true. I'm not shitty and insulting to you. If you come out of the gate, like me personally like I if I even if I say something that you disagree with if you just start insulting me, like, right off the bat, well, we're not communicating because right. I don't even know you. Right. Like, you might have a point. I might listen to that point if you weren't a cunt. Right. But if you just come right at me with that, like, why bother? There's yeah. plenty of people in it's, this world. It's game over. There's a lot of people. There's no need to, like, there's, there's great 
criticism that you can get from people that are think thinking thoughtful yeah, people true. and it, it helps you form opinions there's a lot of smart people that you don't know you haven't met them they have a different point of view it's great it's one of the beautiful things about the internet the, but the cunts just don't bother there's yeah. not enough time there's not enough time i agree you just can't but that's something you learn you know you learn from do like i had this guy john wayne parr on the other day he's a multiple time world muay thai champion like super tough guy you would think this is the kind of guy that doesn't give a fuck He's like texting me. He's like, God, all these fucking assholes on, on Twitter and YouTube. <laughs> like, it's funny. Yeah. Like, just people being mean, talking shit about him. Well, somebody like that probably does, like, as a comedian, you're used to rejection more. And yeah. especially with the way that social media developed, you know, like YouTube and, and Netflix, there's, there's a forum for people to go, like, you suck. Right. So after a while, when you, you see those, they don't, like, they don't affect you as much. You know, you build up a little, a, a bit of a tolerance to it. But I bet somebody that comes on your show that maybe is, is accomplished and well-known but maybe doesn't have a big social media presence, when they first get those, you're the fucking dumbest person ever, oh, tweet yeah. or text, they're like, what the fuck? You know, the biggest one was, uh, well, he was a pretty big, John is a big one. Because first of all, John Wayne Park, although he's a multiple-time yeah. world Muay Thai champion, he's a really sweet guy. Sure. Like, super nice. And he would never be... Like that, he would never like think of like insulting someone like yeah. that. So when someone does it to him, he's like, "Fuck, what's going man? on? Yeah, fuck, where's this coming from?" But they, you know, they don't they don't get that experience that that weird public eye experience that you get when you hit them with 1.5 million Twitter followers. Yeah, like you you tweet some something like that, and like they're like they feel that wave of people. Yeah, and a certain amount of them are just going to be shitheads for sure. If you have a hundred thousand people view a tweet, which is very possible when you got 1.5 million Twitter followers. Yeah, a hundred thousand people looking at a tweet, man, you're going to get a few hundred complete fuckheads. Yeah, you're just gonna. It's just yeah. like you pull a net, you're going to get a certain type of fish. You know, yeah. if you drag a net across a mile of ocean, you're going to get a, a cross-section of all the fish that are in the ocean. I mean, a few dozen, in that, that area, sure. at least. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get assholes. Yeah, true. True, true. But just don't interact with them. It's like, there's no point. And if you're that person, if your person is just lashing out at someone like that and insulting, unless it's funny. Yeah. Some people are pretty funny. Yeah. But if they're funny, you, they get a pass. If you're you funny, know? you get a pass. But if, if you're, you're just, doing it to be funny, if you're do if you're just raging, like you always know that it's never about what they're screaming about. There's something else going on in that person's life to to put that kind of energy into just spewing venom at people. You know. Well, it's ineffective. First of all, it might be effective. You might think it's effective. You see someone on the top of a pedestal, like Kim Kardashian, you're like that fucking bitch in her Gucci underwear, fucked yeah. it, and you want to attack her, but she's still her. Yeah, she's still her. You're still you, and all that energy you spent hating on someone who doesn't even know you're alive and could have you, been spent on improving your own life. Right, and do you feel you, you don't feel better? You never feel better. You don't. Could feel better if it was funny though. If it was funny, <laughs> but if you're just just like, if I hate you, bitch, you stupid cunt, like all, all that yeah. stuff is like. Whatever. Well, it's just people that don't understand what's going on and one day all that shit is gonna come out Like there's gonna come a point in time where you're not gonna be able to do that It's not gonna be as easy as just like attacking someone anonymously It's like you're gonna be exposed for like the stuff that you write yeah, or who you sure. are what what your presence is Yeah, you know mm -hmm. And the weird thing is like kids today. They're also gonna be responsible for things 
you know, like maybe if a kid today is 21 and they got some crazy Instagram page and they're going fucking buck wild, and then one day they're 27, 28, and they have a respectable job and they've got their shit together and they've moved on with their life. But this fucking internet, man, these Instagram pictures are still out. It happens now. Why do you have underwear on your head, man? Yeah. You're going to be the CEO of this company. You've got a picture with your, you're drunk. You have underwear over your head. Is your friend blowing you or is he pretending <laughs> to blow you? He's I, pretending to blow you. The photos are less of an issue for people than the comments. Like if you write some shit, oh, I mean, if you write mean shit. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's been cops yeah. that oh, yeah. like have a you know, they have their online alias, and then somebody finds out, and they're like, look what this guy's been commenting mm -hmm. on things, and then that, that's it, you're done. Did you see the guy who has zero, zero criminal record, and he's facing a potential life imprisonment for flashing gang signs on social media? Pull that up, Jamie. No. Yeah, it's, it is fucking bizarre. Like 2015 in America, there is a guy with no criminal record, nothing. He hasn't done anything. They arrest him for throwing gang signs up. What? They, they say that he's affiliated with some Pao gang. Uh, I feel like that's... Look at this. San Diego man with no criminal record faces life in prison for flashing gang signs on Facebook. How old is this gentleman, first of all? Let's, let's look at that right there. Harvey and the Rapper. His name is Aaron Harvey. And 14 other men, including rapper Tiny Dew, were charged under an obscure California law, accusing them of conspiring with gang members who shot nine people in 2013 to early 2014. What the fuck? How, find out how old that gentleman is. I mean, you're hanging out with your friends, and they're throwing gang signs. You don't want to get beat up. You might throw a gang sign up, too, for that's Facebook. That's completely ridiculous, man. What is the video down there? What does that say? Let's hear what he says. Uh, a real life experience on how police stops happen in my community. Um, my, me and my family have been living in the Southeast community, uh, specifically the Lincoln Park community, since the mid 50s. Um, I've had multiple jobs, no criminal record, but the police continuously stop us whether, and it's not specifically on driving. I understand you guys have the numbers on driving. The majority of stops happen when people are either in front of their parents' house or friend's house or while walking. So I believe I've been stopped just off the top of my head since I was 14, I'm 26 now, over 50 something times. That's Again, crazy. Again, I do not have a criminal record. I believe only one citation was ever given. And I, he said I did turn on my blinker uh, within 100 feet of turning. Um, <laughs> One of these stops, I uh, was in front of my uh, grandmother's house. Police officer drives by, he waves, I wave back. Not doing anything. I'm on my property. He pulls up. Immediately, I'm put in handcuffs. I don't know why. I'm asking why. You know why. Why are you guys on my property? He tells me, if the mailman can come on your property without permission, so can we. They go on my wallet. They find that I'm a trained emergency medical technician. The sergeant tells me, Oh wow, no, you, you, you're working too close to us. We're gonna have to do something about this. Immediately I moved to the state of Las Vegas, I'm in fear. And our communities live in fear of the police because of these things. And because of these numerous stops of no crimes being committed, just mere stops of being uh, in front of my grandmother's house or parents' house or just hanging out, the police have falsely documented me as a gang member. 
And because I'm documented as a gang member through the San Diego Police Department, now I am uh, liable or eligible of this proposition law, Proposition 21, Penal Code 182.5. And right now I'm facing life in prison. With no insane. knowledge of these crimes being committed or anything. So I believe the, the problem is, it, 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 is, is, is the profile. And when you're pulled over while driving, the police will say, well, why am I being pulled over? Well, I'll tell you in a minute, but get out the car. Well, there you go. I think I believe him, and I think you need to use his voice for Tom or Black. <laughs> I think this would be a good one for you. Wow. Did you did you see? <laughs> there, there goes all my Black jokes now. Thanks for depressing us. Um, did you see the, the Department of Justice report on Ferguson? Well, police what Department? What did they say? Oh, dude, you got to see this. Really? So Pull it up. after the uh, Michael Brown shooting and you mm -hmm. know there was no indictment of police officer Darren Wilson, the you know um, attorney general went down and said we're going to investigate what happened. It's going to take a little while. So they re they have a Department of Justice investigated and they found just so much racism in that department. Like the stats are alarming. It's like you know sixty seven percent of the population is black, but like arrests eighty eight percent of the time are black. Um, and the comparison to the white stats, it's it's. It's statistically, it's one of the most damning reports you'll ever see. Does it, it take into account white people just being awesome? It doesn't. But I, <laughs> I like uh, smiles. It takes into how awesome our smiles are. But then, like, <laughs> but there's less contrast with our teeth, so they're not as dramatic. It's yeah, exactly. We don't get enough credit for our smiles and our eyes, dude. Like how how often um, black people were arrested there? Hold on, look or, at this. The, its report detailed how Ferguson operated a, a vertically integrated system from street cop to court clerk to judge to city administrator to city council to raise revenue for the city budget through increased ticketing and fining. Whoa. It, but, the, dude, the stats are the craziest. Like, um, like all, all the fucking arrests, uh, or black people were at a, such a disproportionate you know, disadvantage um, as far as, like, how often they were arrested when they were not doing anything and, like, no contraband walking down the street, like that guy said, versus, like, um, the white, a white person was... It's not even comparable. Really? Uh, how often force was used? Like, you know, 10 to 1, black to white. Like, it's, it's crazy stats. Jesus. Every time a, um, a, a, a dog has bitten a person in Ferguson and the, since the report was put together... All 100% black, like all all the it, it's it's just so blatant. It's it's, it's um, to be fair though the whole town is pretty much black though. Well, I think they said it was 67%, right? Um, well, there's there's a good uh, New York Post uh, uh, report on it where they pretty much went through it and uh, pretty much said that's why this is this and that's oh, it. it's okay. not oh. as racist as you think. Well, you know what? Quit crying then. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, there, I'm sure it is, but. Well, we've talked about this a hundred times before. If you're in a bad neighborhood, you grow up in a bad neighborhood, you have families that have been involved in crime, it's a, it's a system that you're stuck in. You're stuck, whether it's some sort of grand conspiracy, which some people claim, or just some inescapable sort of momentous thing where you got momentum on your side, or against you, rather. You know, momentum of your, your family, your neighborhood, the kids you grew up with all these people involved in crime, that momentum is very, very difficult to break. It's very difficult it's to, very, yeah. to get a fresh start. So 
thinking that anyone who grows up in those environments should have to behave exactly the same way without any consideration for how they've been developed and grown up in comparison to a guy like Tommy Buns who had it light walking around in Florida with fucking shorts on. You know what I'm saying? Sandals, too. Did you? Uh, sometimes. Let those feet fly. Do you want to hear some of these stats? Sure. They're pretty crazy. All right. Despite making up 67% of the population, African Americans accounted for 85% of traffic stops, 90% of citations. So that goes back to the money thing. And 93% of Ferguson Police Department arrests from 2012 to 2014. <laughs> That's, I mean. Uh, they probably have to occasionally arrest a white person just for a goof. Of African Americans, 2.7 times, 2.07 times more likely to be searched during a vehicular stop, but are 26% less likely to have contraband found on them. Look at this. The, the statistics don't prove racism because blacks don't commit traffic offenses at the same rate as other population groups. It's pretty insane. Uh, what they're trying to say, that's a really nice way of saying black people cause more crime. <laughs> that's what they're saying. Jesus. What they're saying, it doesn't prove racism because black people just cause more crime. That's what they're saying. Blacks are 31% more likely than whites to be pulled over for a traffic stop. Nationwide. Nationwide. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty So incredible. Ferguson being a black majority town, if it's blacks are pulled over the same rate as blacks nationally, they'd account for 87.5% of the traffic stops. This so it's racist even by that standard. This one's pretty amazing. African Americans account for 95% of manner of walking charges. Manner of walking? Hold wow. on. There's a manner of walking charge? 94% of all fail to comply charges, 92% of resisting arrest, 92% of peace disturbance, and 89% of failure to obey. What about pimp strutting? 99.9%. Is, is that really a law? You're not allowed to walk a certain way? Manner of Manner walking. Manner of walking? I think that's like, that, that falls into like that jaywalking stuff. Like all that stuff. Well, like, come on, man. Manner of walking. You're calling something manner of walking? I don't like the way you lean to the left. How about you be a little more fucking specific? Manner of walking charges? That's pretty crazy. What, but, but Jamie, Google manner of walking charges. Tell us what manner of walking charges entail. Um, even jaywalking is fucking goofy. It's a, it's, it's not, it's not real. They bag people in Hollywood for jaywalking all the time. I've yeah. seen it. Yeah. People cross sunset. They're trying to keep people from dying. All these texting assholes out here. They're already going up on sidewalks. They are. Yeah. <laughs> they could just, you know, what they could do. They could just send sugar around, and make sure people don't jaywalk. And I don't think he's around right now. I think he's busy in jail. No, he's pretty busy. <clears throat> After that video, he's pretty fucked though, right? Wouldn't you assume? Yeah, that's pretty bad. But maybe not if they could prove that guy had a gun. Yeah, it'd be funny if they pull the um, uh, but my, the gas, one of the gas pedals. There's a thing. I don't think he was saying he, that. No, he I know. Said he really didn't. He know said he was, was fearing for his. Old. He said yeah. he was in fear of his life. Right. Yeah, he might have been. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I think that's that's probably gonna. Now, if Robert Durst had been driving that truck. That'd be something else. <clears throat> Innocuous municipal principal code, municipal code requires pedestrians to walk on the sidewalks or close to the side of the road whenever possible. Its intent is to make sure people don't block a road. But according to a federal report, police have routinely used the law for another purpose, to fine and harass blacks. I don't like how they wrote blacks. How about black people? Okay, they're not blacks. They're black people. African Americans accounted for 95% of manner of walking among along roadway charges from 2011 to 2013. 95%. Wow. And that's nationwide? We call no, it Ferguson. This is Ferguson. This is Ferguson. We called it walking black. 
Yeah. Walking black. You would leave out of your house to go to the store, and you might not make it back. Wow. What a fucked up place. They stalk you and stop you, he said. They will say, hey, what's your name? Got any warrants? Why are you strolling through the neighborhood? Come here. You look suspicious. What the fuck, man? Yeah. See, that? that is just crazy. That they And that they actually somehow or another, that fuels the system. And that by finding people and arresting people and all that, it somehow or another fuels the system. That's slavery. I mean, that's really a, st a style of slavery. Well, yeah, these stats, I mean, I, I think they probably have to feel... Black people in Ferguson probably feel, feel really validated after, yeah. you know, after all the marching and then people and being like, and people, because, you know, people were like, come on. This is we're just whining. This is not whining. No. <laughs> 94% of all failure to comply charges were filed against blacks. The whole thing of walking down the road and people pull up and start asking questions like that. Unless you're doing something wrong, yeah. leave me the fuck alone. Of course. That's what America's all about. Well, How that's do you the thing is that we do get left alone. Yeah, we yeah. do get left alone. Oh, and that's tough. what it should be. Right. That happened to me the other day, though. I well, look mean, at you. I was yeah, on you, my you own got property. That thug look, look at you, dude. What Are happened? Sagging? Are you sagging? Police just made like came up like I was getting out of my car. Really? And uh, the cops like, "What are you doing, man?" I'm like, uh, "Getting in, going into my house. I had my book bag." Mm -hmm. And he goes, let me see your ID. I'm like, why are you at my house right now? And he made me like show him his license and stuff. And and it was all my. He's just like, you just look weird, man. You have a book bag. You're going in your house. You're not what? two in the that morning. Is so fucking. Bizarre. And I, I I filmed the whole thing. I just took out my phone and just go, why are you why are you at making Play. me? I, I, this is like months ago. It's it's you at deleted home. It? No, it's at home. I can find oh. it for you. I just don't Please. want to start a fight with. Uh, <clears throat> Glendale Burton. I asked Ari, and I have to ask you: Is it okay if I upload the video of you two arguing about American Sniper? <laughs> yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. Well, I just had—I don't want to be rude. Oh no, that's nice of you. Yeah, Let's no, be I don't. Good mind. for you, but not good for Ari. America yeah. is going to be very upset at his lack of patriotism and his look. Let's just put it this way, guys. The hero, Chris. Ow! Here's the truth: Shroomfest has side effects, <laughs> <laughs> and. <gasps> Good old Ari. I'll do my yeah. impression of Ari. It's a fucking terrible movie! This is a fake baby! He's like, <laughs> they go, you know, he says, they say they're going to war, and they're like, oh, let's go to war. And my favorite. <laughs> That's entirely said. He, they go, let's go to war. I'll play it, go, man. What are you talking about? And then he goes, uh, yeah, like, he goes, yeah, Bradley Cooper did, like, a good impression of, of the guy. And I'm like, well, that's the fucking gig, asshole. Like, if you're an actor, it's like, can you do a good impression? <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, but he's like, did he? The, the fact that they didn't show him getting shot was actually a good choice. You, you, two hour and 17 minute movie, and then at the end, they're like, he was killed that day in writing? Listen, you communist fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you get to show four tours of duty. They show his whole training, 40 minute training thing for no reason. He's training for 40 minutes for no in the movie. reason? The training? Because <laughs> you're seeing how hard it is to become a SEAL. You mean no reason? That's a different story. It's a different story. It's his story. It's a uh, character study. You didn't. You, you didn't no, think it was... didn't feel it at all. There was not a moment where I was like lost in it. Where I was like, wow, you're really feeling tough being back home now. All contrived. You see him all... breaking down. Uh, he has PTSD. Uh, d hey, but Paul, he was defending me. Is that true, son? Yeah, because you have a black eye, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. <laughs> of course. Uh, it was, Please. It was so fun to be there, we were, dude. That was, was so fun. Night. fun. That I night really was, enjoyed it. That, I think that night... Yeah, that night, by the way, I... I that was you, Miss Pat. Miss Pat was, but she was hanging, which mm -hmm. was cool. But yeah, Joey. on stage, Joey Burr 
Ari, and myself. That was one of the most fun lineups I've ever been a part that of. That shit was murderous. That was pretty that crazy. That was murderous. That yeah. place was worn to the ground by yeah. the time. Well, the people left out of there, and they were like were wiping their forehead. people were doing like fucking 25-minute sets yeah. or longer. It was, yeah, everybody yeah. did 25 minutes. Yeah, it was pretty, around, it was pretty crazy. It was a show. Yeah. It was chaos, man. They was, were so, they're beautiful. This place is the best. And we're on Ari's show. Uh, this Thursday night. This Thursday. Yeah. You and I are in the same episode. Yay. Oh, cool. And uh, Chrisella Alonzo, um, we each tell a, a story on... Ari Shafir's This Is Not Happening. 12.30 a.m. Uh, Thursday night. Don't, like, look for it Wednesday right. at 12.30 a.m. Don't be an asshole. You know Come what on. I'm talking about. You're up on Thursday. You stay Figure up. Figure out clocks. It becomes 12.30 a.m. Yeah. yeah, it's technically Friday. You should, you yeah. should, you should no. shut the fuck up and understand how America works. They're fun. It's 12.30 a.m. I'm awake, bitch. It's 4 o'clock in the morning. It's not 4 o'clock in the morning the next day. 4 o'clock in the morning, Saturday night. You know why it's Saturday night? Because I'm still out. I'm out, Okay, man. I'm out. This is fucking Saturday night. This is midday for me, buddy. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's uh, Thursday night. I don't know if I'll, I haven't seen it, so I'm excited to see whether I did that taping for this episode the day I got back from Hong Kong or like the night. So I am on like I fell asleep in the green room there, sitting up, like. <laughs> And somebody was like, hey, man. And I stood up and I started to, to like, I was so jet lagged crazy, but I still had a blast. It was, you know, it was those so crowds cool. are amazing. Yeah. And his new special, which is not his new special, it's actually his last special, uh, airs this Friday night, too. Awesome. Um, that's, uh, what's, what's that one called? Again? That's called uh, Passive Aggressive. Passive Aggressive. Yeah. Passive Aggressive airs Friday. You could still get his other special, which is fucking awesome, which is called Paid Regular, which you could get that one on Comedy Central Direct. You could also, it's, it airs occasionally. You know, they, they replay those things sometimes. So uh, check your local listings, you fucks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck faces. <laughs> Ari's balling. Out of control. I had him on yesterday. He's so confident now. It's hilarious. It's great, huh? Yeah, he's a different guy. It's so weird. I was going up that hill where uh, Pink Dot is, and he has mm -hmm. that billboard that's right of it. But like, I was in traffic, and I'm just like looking up, and then suddenly you see just Ari's eyes poke up from the uh, the hill when you're driving up that hill because mm -hmm. the billboard yeah you just see ari's face on it's crazy it's so, so he's super confident now huh he's balling out of control <laughs> yeah he was on the podcast yesterday shitting on howard stern mm. telling him and clint eastwood to go suck their old old man dicks <laughs> suck each Fuck, other man. off <laughs> howard just did it again he just bashes <laughs> podcasts like almost every episode now Does he? he's like i had a podcast when i was six years old and i was like yeah it's called you had a tape recorder howard chill the fuck out well brian's <laughs> upset too wow i don't have any problem with him saying that because it doesn't make any sense and i feel like he's baiting people to talk about him. this was his this was his genius play that people didn't know when how he dominated radio was that when he was introduced to a market the first thing he did was shit on the number one local show like he would shit on that show and then that the people that listened to that show would find out they would end up checking out his show is, is he baits people this way i I think every think almost is? everything he does is cal what's that? Do you think this though is that, or do you think I mean, this he, is just him yeah, an old think, man being? I think you could say that part of it. I think it's part of it. Maybe genuinely is like that's stupid. The other part is he knows that podcasts are getting big. Make fun of podcasts. Make them come listen to the show. He, it's not like he, the guy's a brilliant. Exactly. Guy, that's so. what I've been saying. Give yeah. me some knuckles, dog. I bet I'll like fucking American Sniper when I see it too. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> For sure. You're not gonna like that movie. No. 
Why? Everyone, I haven't seen it, but everyone tells me it's like the shittiest movie ever. You're what like the, the first fuck are person. You talking about not everyone. I've talked to quite a few people that liked it. It's not the shittiest movie ever. I don't understand. Like we should go see it. Have you I, seen it? I will. We'll see go it see it together. Uh, okay. We'll see it together. We'll I, see it together. We'll make a report. Okay. It's you know I can we'll see, see it together before and we'll do a podcast at night. We'll see it in there during the day. And we'll come I in definitely here. can see uh, uh, you know people saying I like this movie. I don't for any movie, right? I like that movie. I don't sure. like that movie. Sure. Like that it's a piece of shit. Not a fucking chance. If you think it's a piece of shit, you're fucking retarded. Like, that's... Uh, something is wrong with you if you go, that's a piece of shit garbage movie. It's, it's ridiculous. Did like, it's a man? It's a quality film. I didn't see it. It's a quality... Uh, uh, Sniper's a quality film. I can see you not liking different things about it. You can be like, I'm against war. I'm against, you know, yeah. uh, military. All that stuff, absolutely. But to be... And, and you can even say, like, I don't like it. But to be like, that's a piece of garbage movie, it's ridiculous. What do you think was better, that or Lone Survivor? I didn't see either one of them. <laughs> I think Lone Survivor was pretty fucking fantastically done as far as the um, war scenes, the battles. Yeah, the, that that which is basically the whole film. Uh, it's a really good movie, and that surprised the shit out of me. I saw it at home. I you know the billboard never I did anything. I saw. I was like, I don't want to see this. I thought I thought Lone Survivor was one of those like fucking Rambo movies. When I saw the, I thought Lone Survivor like one against everybody like that bullshit, kind of thing. Just a fiction. That's what I thought. I did. Right. I didn't look into it, and it came on when I just started. And I was like, it's fucking midnight. I'll watch this. It's really good. It's going to be real hard for someone to make a fictional movie that really resonates about war, other than yeah. like a Hurt Locker type movie, right? Where you show like some weird aberration, like this dude who wants to keep going back and yeah, and uncork I, bombs. The main, I mean, my argument with Ari, which you'll see, like we argued too about like how Cooper did as far as portraying the role. Mm -hmm. and I, th I think he did a great job. I mean, I thought there's a lot of layers to his performance, and you see somebody suffer from PTSD in the film as effectively as you could show it. I right. thought he did a great job. Um, did you like Zero Dark Thirty? Yeah, I liked that. I liked it, but what I didn't like is the bullshit. There's I didn't like the fact the that they had created this woman who you know, was the architect of this thing, and then I found out that she didn't exist. I went, what? What? I thought that she did exist. It's not what I heard. Really? Yeah. That Did the you... woman that like was, was the locked on to the, to the messenger? No, really? no, I heard that that was a, a, wow. a, a plot piece. P pull that up, Jamie. Make sure I'm, I'm correct, because I'm, I'm getting it from a ranting uh, uh, army ranger who had a few beers in him. Oh, really? Yeah. Just said funny. it was all bullshit. He was explaining to me what was bullshit about it. How it was bullshit that they would never listen to her. Like this, this whole thing is ridiculous. Like the way they portrayed everybody was ridiculous. Yeah. Then there's the story, which is very different. The story that the guy wrote, that was there. The guy who apparently was there on the raid who wrote. Yeah. Which differs from other people's versions of the event. Yeah. It makes you wonder, man. I wonder how much of these guys, you know, because the Chris Kyle thing had come under fire from a lot of people because he apparently lied about a lot of he shit. He made up some book. shit, for sure. He made yeah. up a lot of shit in his book. And you got to wonder how much of these guys are involved in this insanely risky endeavor, right? You're, you're a fucking special ops soldier. You're out there doing nutty shit in the middle of the night with uh, night vision, shooting yeah. people, fucking high, high, high risk. And, you know, they, when they realize, like, this is not going to pay off financially. The only way to do it is just fucking let's let's juice this story up. Yeah. Let's add some stuff to this. Let's throw some some controversial shit in there that's going to guarantee that people are going to talk about it. True. You know. Yeah. I mean, and like you know, I, I've 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 saw I've read the articles about like things that he claimed, and there's, I don't know if there's. Oh, any. so it's a real woman. Yeah. So it is a real woman. That's what so I So he was talking crazy. So yeah. what? Okay, let's find out what wasn't true about Zero Dark Thirty. 
what was incorrect about Zero Dark Thirty. Because um, that's a big uh, big thing about me lately, is these fucking movies that are on real life, and they they make shit up. Yeah. Um, because of that uh, Foxcatcher movie, which uh, was about this guy, Mark Schultz, who fought in the UFC, mm-hmm. and uh, all sorts of bullshit in that movie. And he's actually, he made a Twitter post about it yesterday. Uh, asking people if they were interested in um, him giving a detailed account of all the inaccuracies of the movie. He said, if people are interested in it, let me know and I'll do that. And so people started responding to him and I retweeted it because I want to know. Because I know a bunch of them. Just based on who he was at the time, like that he was already a world champion, that he was already one of the best wrestlers on the planet, that he was... uh, the UFC wasn't even around when they had him watching the UFC in 1987. Didn't didn't exist. exist. All this weird gay shit between him and that Dupont. Not real. No one says that. Like they made a bunch of shit up to try to move the story along, and it's about a guy's really long. They do this to every life. movie, though. Every movie that has uh, that's based on you know a real story. There's added characters, added moments to dramatize, added stuff to to you know pique your interest and in, and make the 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 story more interesting and. Yeah, it's it's kind of a, they they should almost at the end of films put up uh, like a slate that just shows you everything. Like, here are the scenes that we completely had made up. You know what I mean? So you would walk away going, "Oh, okay." That's- yeah. Well, apparently there's a a lot of people um, that think that Zero Dark Thirty has a, there's a lot of shit in it that's bullshit. Well, yeah. There's a whole. Uh, I'm I'm looking at several articles about the the factual errors or the things that just made 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 up. About Zero Dark Thirty? Apparently, I mean, and obviously this guy's not going to come clean about what's accurate or not, but um, who was the CIA director at the time? Uh, he's played by Gandolfini in Zero Dark Thirty. Um, I can't remember his name. <coughs> Whatever. Um, but he said that, like, because I think Gandolfini curses mm-hmm. in the movie as him, and, um, like, when he's playing the part of this guy, and he goes, that's the only accurate part of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I say fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they don't. They're not really that interested in making things accurate. They're right. making. They're they're interested in making things accurate Compelling enough. Movie. Yeah, accurate enough, and then good. Yeah, and that's where these. That's why I think it's like to dramatize a true story. You have a massive obligation. You have a massive obligation to make it interesting, but also to make it factual. Because yeah. it's a true story. A lot of people find out about certain things and they hear about them from a movie. Yeah, you expect like, oh, it's based on a true story. You know that really? This guy really did this, and then you find out, nope, never did that. Like. The Reuben Carter Hurricane movie. You know that movie? Yes. Uh, Denzel. Oprah Winfrey right? had the guy yeah. on the show, and wow, we let him loose, and it's, you know, the guy was in jail, and it was all wrong. It was against him, and he could have been the champion of the world. And then there's a cop in the movie that's always trying to get him. That yeah. cop wasn't even real. Yeah. The cop didn't exist. Like this one cop that's been trying like, to, trying to get him his whole yeah. life. Like, so you made a story about a real guy and his real story, but then you added this character in there to sort of move everything along the way you think it should in a good guy, bad guy movie. But I see, you know, in my limited experience with this, like I have a, a script thing that I'm working on. And like when I. Oh, shit. When I Tommy get, Buns. When I get the notes. The screenwriting. Yeah. When you get notes from like uh, producers or network people, you're like. It's it's always stuff like add something like this. Put mm-hmm. that. This character should have more of somebody that that challenges them this way. And so you see, like I see how you, you go, but isn't the meat of this like doesn't this work enough as a story? And it's like, yeah, but you know, this is what we this is how we make stories. This is how movies and shows are made. So add all these elements to it. 
you got to have autonomy if you're going to have your own creation because that's the problem with movies and TV shows. They cost a lot of money to make. Yeah. So when a lot of people are putting their money up, yeah. they want results and they want it to be their way and they want to get their little greasy fingers all over Which everything. is why you have to uh, listen to their, you know, yeah, their opinions. Notes. Yeah, you Otherwise, to. you'd be like... like if so, imagine if that was the case with stand-up. Imagine oh. if like you became an entity as a stand-up comedian like hey Tom uh, We really like what you're doing out there. So we want to be in business with you So what we're gonna do is uh, we're gonna put up the money for all your travel or your hotel We're gonna give you a salary and we're gonna be a part of Tom Segura Enterprises And we're gonna have meetings every week and what are we working on this week? Well, here's the script that Bobby and the writers have come up You know you can alter this if you like Tom as long as of course we approve it at the end before you go on stage and you get to this like what yeah like, what have I done like, we're worst. so spoiled that's why it's the last and best thing that you can never give up if you're doing it it's, yeah you, you know, can't give it up we're so spoiled so yeah you so get spoiled. you really get to do whatever you want and even more so now because you have podcasts yeah like i've seen how the podcast has changed your whole thing man it's like yeah. you, you guys sell out everywhere now you it's have like great. a real following dude i just did a tour like of one-nighters almost everyone was sold out i mean from uh hattiesburg mississippi which was unbelievable this place hub city comedy Lafayette the next night, and then I did Punchline in Atlanta, Jacksonville, West Palm Beach. Bam! Almost bam, every show bam. sold out. Yeah, and it's all podcast fans. Podcast, podcast, and Netflix. The two of them together. Isn't that nuts? It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and this is all internet stuff. All of it. My internet. whole thing is internet. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Everything. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a this is a weird time for that. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. It's so cool. Yeah, because like. All the shit that you have to deal with if you're creating a script and it has to get passed by all these producers and executives, yeah. none of that exists, but yet all this success exists. Mm -hmm. All these people love what you're doing. Like, what fucking studio executive would sign off on Black or Tom? <laughs> I don't think... None. No, no. Zero. Like, you couldn't have people in the room with you. They would be, like, shaking their head, looking at each other. I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him. And they would go, Tom, so, hey, um, went well. Went well. Tom or Black? Um, you know, I just for what you get out of it. I don't think it's your best work. Yeah And what for what you get out of it? I just think it's not worth what you you know what yeah. you give up sure. Yeah I mean, I'm gonna show you some tweets and I, people that think look at the the, mm. the guy with the egg next to his name mm. His he name was, is zero dark 30. <laughs> and he thinks you're a racist. Yeah, we should stop I you know, the there was like I was on a morning news show You know, there's like good morning whatever things mm -hmm. and I had on like a black jacket and a black and gray I think either L.A. hat, or I think it was an L.A. hat. It was black and gray. And uh, he was like, big Dodger fan? And I go, no, I hate baseball. And he was like, ah, okay. And I go, I just, I just wear hats for the colors, like black guys, you know, just to match. And he was like, hey. Like, immediately was like, whoa, 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 whoa. On the air, he said On this? the air, yeah. I go, you know, it's just like for, I just wear it for the style, like just for the colors, like black guys. And he's like, okay, so this weekend you're going to be at the, like, and he, like, I was like, wow, like he flipped out. Didn't want to lose his job. Yeah, immediately. And again, he's a news, I'm the comedian, I could say whatever I want, but that for him was like <gasps> super risky. Can you imagine if he said that? Hey, I just wear hats like black guys. People would want his head. Yeah, of course. You can't, you can't do that if you're a, a newscaster guy. They will yeah. have you fucking removed. Yeah, and he thought afterward, he was like, wow, you, you're kind of unpredictable, huh? Like, I was like, well, <laughs> it's not really that crazy. In that, that world, though, yeah. you're a little bitch. You yeah. have to be a company bitch in that world. Yeah. You can't have opinions about anything. Everything has to be broad. And like, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, we certainly support our heroes. We'll be right back. Yeah. Like, it has to be. Like, there can't be any any, any weird then there's a weirdness. Little, a little earlier today, we had a guest on. Uh, he made a comment, and we'd just like everybody to know that uh, 
We didn't that does that. not reflect K-Sun 4 News. Yeah. yeah. Anyone can wear hats of any color. Thank yes, you. and it certainly, I don't even know where he was going with that. Oh, I didn't understand it either. Anyway, moving on. Mm-hmm. Some people are just not that talented. Yeah, they have yeah. to resort to shock value. Shock. Yes. <laughs> Carrot Top is also going to be just... <laughs> There's always going to be people like that. Man. Unbelievable. There's no getting around that. There's always yeah. going to be those jobs are like you like if you're going to be the the guy on the local news like you you almost have to have zero flavor. Yeah. You can't have any flavor. Flavor is bad. Flavor is dangerous. Yeah. Gets people sued. Yeah. That's with morning radio DJs too. Yeah. Right. Those guys are dying off. There's not a whole lot of those guys left. That's what's the it's, most funny thing about Howard saying that, that is podcasting the is for losers. And like, you know it's just try getting a radio now. job. What's just started happening now, and I, and I knew this was going to happen, and it's finally happening, is that, like, they are now finally, clubs are going, there's no more radio. Like, they're, they're saying, like, you go, so what are you doing press tomorrow morning? They're like, we don't do that anymore. And it, it'll be like, it's not that, like, oh, all, you're completely sold out, we don't need to do any press. They're just like, it's a waste of time. They finally realized, in, in, I'm not saying all radio is a waste of time, but they realized in certain markets... With certain shows, they're like, "There's not, we're not going to pay anymore for things. There's no point in bringing you there. Right. It doesn't turn into anything. You don't have to do it." Well, there was one radio station where I did way back in the day when I used to have to do those morning shows where they uh. they talked about how they had a deal with this radio station where they would buy ads, and because they would buy ads, the DJs would it was like a bribe to get the comics to come in and do the morning show. So the comics would come and do the morning show, tell them when they were there, and they would buy ads for the radio show during the day. Wow. And I was like, well, you have to buy ads, huh? Yeah, you yeah. can't get anybody in unless you buy ads. I'm like, wow, it's wow. that blatant? Like, yeah. It's that blatant. Yeah, it's great now. And I've uh, there's been, like, markets now where I go to, and there's radio set up, and I'll be like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and they go, okay, and you know what? <clears throat> Turnout's, like, great. Like, it's not, you know. The problem a, with it, the radio is just getting up. Breaks your whole brain. Getting up, and you always roll the dice. There's some great guys doing radio, but then there's also shows where you're like, dude, this this is a waste. Why are we doing yeah, this? Yeah, that, that could get bad. That that's worse than getting up for me. I think is like when you get there and they're like, "What do you want to ask you?" And I'm like, well, "Whatever he wants." Eliza Schlesinger had some crazy incident happen recently. <clears throat> oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, I'll I'll let her ter- tell it next time she was here, but like she cracked a joke and she didn't realize that like this dude's mom was dead. And, uh, but the dude, like, yeah. kind of opened the door to begin with. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact yeah. way the joke went, but it was a classic example. It was a classic example. I could call her and have her talk about it on the air. <laughs> Let me see if she'll do that. Let's see if she even answers. Give it a shot. I've never done this before. Fuck it. But it's just highlighting how those people can be a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. Let's see. You know, patch it in through the speakerphone. Yeah, this is how I do it. It's high tech. Yeah, it's high tech as fuck. What is that? That sounds like oh, what? What the heck? That's the government. Oh, okay. That's the government cutting out. Joe Rogan, stop talking like, shit about zero. The NSA doesn't need this. Yeah, what is that a little weird? You have reached. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, that would be a problem. Oh man, yeah. She starts getting texts. That is <laughs> asshole face. What the, the fuck? Uh, <laughs> I feel like <laughs> the goal of doing stand up long enough, and uh, like the the biggest mark of success is being like, oh, I don't have to do radio. Mm. Like that's the dream. 
I know, but yeah. some places the dream was to do radio. Some places it was. So, like to get on the Bob and Tom show. Sure, yeah. <gasps> you know, Bob and Tom, they fucking said no to Joey Diaz. Why? He was supposed to go there, and someone saw something on YouTube that he did, or most likely everything on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> anything he's ever anything said. Anything he's ever said ever about everything. I have conversations and they with pulled that them guy. Off. They yeah. pulled them off the show. What? Yeah, he sold out every show. I tweeted the shit out of it. He sold out every fucking show, and then Bob and Tom got hit with a deluge of insults. You, know, you guys are old. You're fucking idiots. You're losers. He's the funniest Jesus. guy on earth. You you pulled him because of a YouTube video. He's not the YouTube video. You stupid fucks. Wow. Yeah, you know, I don't know what it what happened. Yeah. Whose decision it was to do that? But what it's so those guys are really good guys too. I've done their show before. Yeah, they're nice super guys. super nice guys. Yeah. I don't know whose decision it was to not have Joey on. That's just so dumb. That's stupid. He's a professional. He doesn't swear on the air. No. He's not going to do anything stupid. No. Come on, Indiana. They might bring in some uh, some. Some traits for people to try. Might, he might, might dose you. He might yeah. dose you. <laughs> <laughs> he might dose you. You eat your breakfast burrito yet? Try this. What are you headed to this weekend? Um, let's see. Tomorrow, I'm doing uh, the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club. Oh. So I'm doing that Wednesday night. And then... How is that? That's in Ventura, California? I, yeah. I haven't done it. Far I'm away, excited huh? to do it. Yeah. I heard that's good. I think it's going to be fun. Um, Sunday, I do the just the podcast live. And then next week, Virginia Beach Funny Bone. And I added today, I, I added a bunch. I'm doing some big venues coming up, and I added them. I got uh, Park West in Chicago, Neptune Theater in Seattle. Um, all of it available, TomSegura.com. Yeah, you can very find excited. All that shit. Yeah. All right, fuckers. Let's, let's wrap this bitch up. I got to get out of here. Let's I roll. got things to do. Oh, uh, Brian, you got a show tomorrow night at the Comedy Store, right? Yes, Burt Kreischer, Ari Shafir, a bunch of us. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, Ice House tomorrow night is sold the fuck out. And uh, that shit's going to be off the chain as well. A Majestic Theater in Dallas, Friday night, almost sold out. Very few tickets left. Uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, Ian Edwards, and me. <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys next week. Much love. Enjoy your weekend. Big kiss for all you. Ew. That was a blast. <laughs> <laughs>